must have bumped his motherfucking head or something. So this one will be a little bit interesting and a little bit different. Uh, Chris, in the last episode, actually came up with the, the theme, the, the questions that we're going to do. So it only feels right to have Chris actually start the episode off with, with the whole thing. Oh, thank you so much, John. <laughs> so this is kind of the premise that I wanted to do, is that I, I listen to philosophy and podcasts all about like you know like introspective thoughts. So that was my idea of having each one of us, we're going to say, th- ask three questions all of us will answer each of the questions, even the ones that we're, that we're asking. And we're going to try to keep it to like a two minutes-ish for each response as much as possible. So I want to have it where uh, any one of us, I mean, whoever wants to start, but like ask the question, then all three of us respond, and then we can move on. Yeah. And that's really what I'm going to do. And so it can one, be any... One question at a time? One question at a time. Yep. 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 Copy. Yep. So... Oh, sorry. My love. John, like you were saying before we started that, you had like some, one of your buddies was like, dude, that's a good one. So if you want to, if you want to start, we can, we can okay. start. Um, so my first question, um, because I feel like in the, the fairness of what we've been talking about, I feel like I kind of want to keep that vibe. Yeah. Um, so my first question to, I guess, all of us, but to you too, who are you versus who people think you are? <laughs> um... Okay. Um, I, I, I can't, I guess, make a definitive stance of what everyone thinks I am, but I would say just from what, or I'll say this, I, I think maybe some of the misconceptions about me or what people think I am in a misconception is that they think that maybe I'm, I'm aloof because I'm not that guy that hangs out all the time or that I'm the guy that's like, they maybe think I'm too cool or I don't, I don't fucking know. Like it's like the persona of someone that has a little bit of an elevated presence, social media wise, I guess is the best way I can say it. Uh, let me put it to you this way. I know who I am where it's like, if, if, if I were to almost like say something about who I am is that I'm actually kind of sensitive. Um, I do worry about others, people's feelings before my own. Um, I, and I think that sometimes what, leads my behavior is that I don't want people to get a bad impression of me even to a fault so it's like I kind of try to be pleasant and nice make people feel good as much as I possibly can and then kind of just go back into the shadow, shadows as it were but yeah the, but who I am versus who I think people think I am that's a tough one man I I just I guess say this is what I could hope is that I hope people know that I'm not or that I'm a genuine person is that I'm genuinely, when I say, like, hey, I'm happy for you, or hey, man, go fuck yourself, I probably mean it. <laughs> like, in whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm... I'm 100%. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I think that's... I think I'll leave it right there. It's like, I, I'm, I'm genuinely... I'm trying to be authentic with you. Hmm. Even if I'm putting on the salesman, like, speech. I'm not doing it to fluff you. I'm just being like, hi. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. What about, what about you, Ruth? Um... Man, I don't know. That's a great question mm-hmm. because um, that's a dinger. <laughs> that's a dinger. Out of the park. <laughs> no softball questions here, man. Yeah, you know it's 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 a it's a great question because I have, if you want to say it or call it, three different settings that I'm in. Yes, constantly. Yeah, and so it's interesting 
to have that question be posed because I have my day job, mm-hmm. I have my weekend job, yep, and then I have church. Right. Oh, they're gonna say the hall or the hall. I mean, <laughs> same. I mean, yeah. It's not the same, but you're in because you're in a different capacity than you are at right. the bar. Right. So, yeah. um, but still, a lot of the same people from the bar. Yeah, but different responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's well, and it's funny because people think I work at the hall. Hey, you still working at the hall? Last night. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I don't work there. there. <laughs> I'm just a member and I'm on the board. Right. So I do uh, work once a month. <laughs> uh, uh, continually, actually. But anyways, um, man, um, I think sort of along the same lines of Chris, uh, I'd like to think you, what you see is what you get. Yeah. Um, do people... Th- know me as a compassionate person probably maybe not I don't know I like to think I'm a very compassionate person uh, just don't watch movies with me I cry a lot <laughs> um, uh, I'm very caring I, yeah. I do generally care about people like if I ask you yeah. like don't give me a rhetorical ah, I'm okay right, right, I'm right. great I'm oh, living, yeah, the, the, I'm living the, the dream talk. Yeah, that's, I'm living yeah. the dream I'm like shut up. I know you're not living the dream. I can tell, right. uh, but um, yeah, it's it's hard when you have three different settings that you are in to really like. What do people see, and how, like, yeah. how do they view you? I mean, I can tell you how they all how I think they view me. Yeah, funny guy. Right. I'm an asshole at times for sure. We all can. Um, again, I have no qualms with telling anyone that, but I would also hope that you would see that I am a kind, caring factor. Yeah, at the center, at the the core of you. The core of who I am is I care. I genuinely care about you. Yeah. Um, You know, sometimes I'll be in a mood and I won't, but... (laughs) But aren't we all? (laughs) We kind of ended it the same way, where it's like, if I say I... Right. You know, I, I like, care about you, I care about you. If I say go fuck yourself, I probably meant that too. (laughs) Do I want to inflict pain on people a lot? Yeah, Yeah, I do. Who doesn't? Do I actually want to make it happen? No. No, yeah. Well, so... What's your job? Um, yeah. No, no. I, I just don't want to be redundant and just keep going because I could, you know, wrap it up two minutes. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, adventurous, uh, you know, fun. Some people, I don't think, know me in those capacities of I uh, like to travel. I like to do bike rides. Yeah. Um, can't do those anymore uh, yet, but. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Someone stole my bike. <laughs> Um, so it's funny. I didn't. I didn't know we were going to be answering our own questions. Um, Me either. Yeah. So like, it was a thing where like, as I was writing some of these, I was like, I wonder if I have to answer these. Like, should I start thinking about this? Uh, so it's funny that you were saying like, oh, don't t- like we didn't tell each other what our questions were, so we could be in the moment. Yes. And now I'm literally like in the moment, like, oh fuck, like how am I answering this? <laughs> um, I feel like. The reason I guess I'll, I'll kind of and maybe we can do this for each of our questions. So you can yeah, kind of yeah. like kind of get a behind the scenes of like how the how you came to this question sure sure so for me i figured very much like you both said you're in it because of your tattooing and your profession you have to be professional kind of at all times like sure. we you and i have or mm-hmm. maybe even all three of us have yes. talked about how you can't ever not be on if you're out because like oh yeah it could impact your business right 100 yeah same with you to a degree like i've known you working at a bar i know you from sitting around and just hanging and it's one of those things that when I thought of questions for you, each, it was like, I think the three of us are known by so many people, but in different facets of our 
interpersonal relationships with said people mm-hmm. and that maybe we know who we are and we are all of these amalgamations of ourselves, yeah. but maybe there are perceptions of who we are that is not an accurate representation mm-hmm. of who we are. Oh, that's 100% for certain. Yeah. And so it was a thing where I was interested to see if, you know, a theme that we've been talking about on the show is old us versus us now. You right. know, like, what would 20-year-old us say? Or what would, you know, 40, almost 40 or 40-year-old 40 us say? Right. And so it was a thing where it's like, I know I have changed quite a bit. And I think to answer the question, I think who I am now is someone that has learned to be who I've always been, someone that, you know, I think that's why we're all very good friends is because we're all very empathetic people. Mm-hmm. And we want, I don't want to say we don't want to please everyone, but we... Yeah. We understand that like it's it's easier to show kindness and compassion and so forth than to just be shitty for no reason, just because yeah. you can be. Yeah. Um, but I think that there is, for all of us, I think we are a lot deeper than people think would maybe give us credit for. Um, and that sometimes we we don't maybe showcase that to everybody. Yeah. That that's for the people that we have kind of let our guard down and, and we are willing to yeah. go down those those thoughts Mm -hmm. and avenues with one another and it's weird like the real to me the interesting thing of knowing someone for so long like knowing each other for almost 20 years and also like just like throwing that too it's like i've you know like when the a breakup would happen you know i mean a a particular breakup and you were there yeah like you weren't a guy that i thought was going to champion me (laughs) to be like like you hear someone back you up Right. Even though you've always had pleasant experiences with them. But when they actually, like, especially with that group mentality where you got, like, seven people that go, yeah, fuck that guy, fuck that. And then all of a sudden, one person goes, like, why? They go, you're just, me- you're just, uh, you're, you're just affirming that person yeah. because you're trying to be a good friend. But actually, you're kind of being an asshole friend because that person never did anything wrong to you. Right. So maybe just be a friendly <laughs> ear, but don't, like, feel it. So, yeah, I know, I, I know what you mean. It's like, and you too, man. Like, when I first met you, I remember us, like, like, well, rather, when, when I first got here to GR, you know what I yes. mean? And, like, we went around, man, and, like, but you invited me out one time, and I remember, and it was, like, you just bounced around to, like, 50, because they all knew you. <laughs> Rush! And you became this, like, I don't, I, I, and I don't mean this to mean, but, like, a character. Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. And then you would jump around. And then I remember I got mad at you, I was like, dude, if you're going to invite me out, man, I'm going to see you for, like, five fucking minutes. And you were like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then I remember you invited me, like, months later to your house. And we sat there, just you and me. Oh, yeah. And we had whiskey, and we talked about life and credence. And I said, there is Rush, and then there's Jeremy. Right. There's two outlets to you. you know. And I kind of feel the same way sometimes. I mean, people see me like the the conventions, and it's like, oh, there's Christopher Bentley. But then it's like, you just meet Bentley. And it's like, you just fucking talk with you about whatever. Anyways, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, I totally... No, you're good. Um, I just piggyback on that because like, like, that's that's the the gist I think of maybe the very, question. Yep. No, very was, accurate statement um, about me. <laughs> I, I think very much the same. It's I, like I a gummy bear. But in a in a <laughs> in a different capacity, I think growing up where I never felt like I fit in for a multitude of reasons, and sure. we can get into this down the road and something else, I'm sure. Right. But it was a thing where it's like. I also was always kind of unapologetically me, and that oh, yeah. didn't always work. You two were much more that than I ever was. Um, yeah, you and Rush were... But like, it took... I mean, it honestly took me moving here themselves. to kind of really find me, yeah. because I wasn't 
this person's like I wasn't like the third in line of like popularity out of my friend group or even lower. Right. right. Where it's like, oh, you're your DJ's friend, your Jason's friend, or whatever. It's almost like when Bridget and I go do something separately, and everyone's like, "Where's the other one?" Right. That's right. the same thing. Like when I would go out, and people were like, "Oh, where's Jason? Where's DJ? Where's this person?" And it's like, I'm my own fucking person. I'm not an NPC. I can go do shit on my own. Like, <laughs> I'm um, a main character. <laughs> sure. But it was a thing where, to I'm me, in control of my own story. Exactly. I I think about how. You know, even a comment like you've made a bunch, I think, really showcases what my question was about for me, where it's like, oh, do you not like him because he's like, yeah, he's a bit much, but it's just like his pa- he's passionate about yeah, things. Right. And that's not a bad thing. That's what that was me back in you in those, yeah. those times, too, because I was like, oh, John, I'm too. But it's it's be, it's he gets excited yeah. because he's into it. Like, like, you know, like, who cares? Though? But that's, I've, that's I've learned now how to yeah. tamper yeah. that down. And in the day and age of learning about punishers, like in the, yeah. you know, music <laughs> scene and so forth, I've learned to not be that. And I know that yeah. I can be sure. So it's, yeah. I think that's, that's something for me where it's like, that's where I, I think people maybe assume that I, I'm a punisher of sorts. Right. And I'm really not. It's just that I want to engage and I want to learn about people. Fuck yeah. Um, and just experience different life of people that's how you, I don't know yeah it's the whole point of life is just to get experiences and, and knowledge yeah. and shit that's the currency that we get you know yeah. that's that's the only thing that can't be bought is experiences and no. memories and all stuff yeah, alright so here's here's my question this is this is probably one of my favorites <laughs> but everyone does that thing where it's like you know like oh I don't have any regrets because it made me who I am right my question is like I want you to tell me a moment a real moment that you knew was if you went this way it like almost like, what is a pivot a, a moment that if you could gone back you would have changed it? Do you like, want me to go first? I got nothing. I got one. <laughs> yeah, one. I'll let me think. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Go for it. So I think about this all the time because on my podcast I always talk about, and it's funny you say this, that pivoting. Yeah. I talk about having pivot points in your life where maybe something's not working. Yeah. And instead of entirely throwing away everything you've been working on, maybe you just pivot slightly and find the other thing that you're good at or, you know. For me with the podcast, it was I was in a band, didn't like that. I still love music. Right. So then I pivoted and started booking shows. Right. Booking shows kind of, I got out of that. I got a little bored of it and some other shit. Pivoted into writing about going to shows. Right. Then I pivoted into the podcast and found kind of a way to incorporate everything I've learned. And so I found my success by pivoting just marginally every so often instead of being like, well, fuck this, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, Staying in the same arena, as it were. Yeah, yeah, same arena. So in that same same idea, I always think back to when I went to go see a friend of mine on OzFest, uh, Clint uh, Devlin. He used oh. to be in Camilla and all that. Yeah. So he got a, a gig uh, initially teching for the band Ankla, who used to be Puya, mm-hmm. if you remember them. And he was like, yeah, I'm on OzFest. Come out. And then so a friend of mine and I went to, because uh, he sent me a text. He's like, hey, um, come out to Columbus, Ohio. Uh, so we ended up going out to Columbus to go hang out with him. And apparently in the time that I had talked to him before that, it ended up being a thing where I guess like their TM or whatever quit or something. So he was like, well, now I'm doing this and I'm doing the teching and I'm doing some other shit. Like it's, it's a lot. Right. And it was the first tour really like that, that I think he had ever done. And I think a, he was homesick and B just like was overwhelmed. Yeah. And I remember at one point sort of kind of the middle of the day, like, cause they played first basically. And he was like, man, I like, would you want to do this? Yeah. And I was like, do what? He was like, do this tour. 
And he's like, be a tech or like help me. Like just basically if you want, like I got like, like come on the road with us. Come on the road with Ozfest and then like basically finish us out. And like I remember he was like, You can come on the road. We have the rest of this tour, which I think at that point there was still another like two and a half, three weeks left of the tour. Mm-hmm. Uh then they were gonna do a run within this moment, um, on their first record cycle. So this is like way before they became what they wow. are now. And he goes, and then I think from there I'm going to link up with somebody else and we're going to do, and there was another tour. So he's like, I got like five months worth of work if you're interested. Wow. Um, and I remember I had just broken up with my ex out of Lansing. I moved back home with my parents to like take care of some debt and lick my wounds. Yep. And I remember he was like, just do it. And I was like, man, my parents are helping me out right now. I feel like they'd be really pissed if I just like just, yeah. fucked off basically. Right. And I like... It was back when cell phones, like, you had to pay for, like, your daytime minutes and shit. And, like, I didn't have many minutes, so I was like, I don't really want to make this phone call. Make a call after 7 o'clock. And I remember, like, toward the end of the night, he was just like, um, he was just like, just do it. And at the absolute worst, if you don't enjoy it, like, we're in Detroit in, like, a week or, like, five five or six days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We could just drop you off in Detroit. Like, your friends are still coming to hang out. Like, I'm still going to guest list them. Like, you just go home. And then he was, like, to sweeten the pot, like... I remember talking to the H2 Ocean girls that were on the tour, hmm. and they had a day off in Atlanta, which is where everyone else was going to go, and they were all getting tattooed by Brandon Bond for free. Oh, sick. Because uh, of the sponsorship shit. Right, and yeah. they were like, do you want to go? And I was like, oh, my God, a free Brandon Bond tattoo, and I get to tour, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, <sighs> yeah. And I That was a I big didn't. opportunity. I yeah. didn't. But I always think now, because of, like, like I said, all the pivots I've done in the music industry to where I am now, it's right. like, I know... Like, I went and saw a guy last night that used to TM for, like, and do, like, a bunch of shit for, like, the Wonder Years, Four Years Strong, like, and, like, knowing those people and some of the people I know, it's, like, I could just get into touring that fucking fast, and it's, like, I could start off doing merch or whatever, and then do this, and then do this, like, I know my personality that, like, I could make it in the touring world. Like, oh. I'm just personable enough that people will be like, you're a good fucking time, man. Like, yeah, come do merch. Come do yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. you can learn how to do. Yeah. And I think about it all the time that it's like, man, what if I would have done that? That is a big one. What about you, Rush? He actually triggered my memory. And it's funny that you don't think about it until someone says something. Yeah. And, because I'm like, you know, regrets. What do you regret? Well, it made me who I am. I mean, there's a lot of shit I'm yeah. sure I do regret. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I just can't think of, but it also made me who I am. Well, maybe not even like a... a Look at it as a regret but, in a negative way. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a path that you knew would well, have just changed the whole course of your life. 100%. Yeah. Uh, it may have, it may not have. Yeah. And I was actually thinking about this last week or two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I... Because it's the one thing I wonder, what if I would have done? And I've known... I have not told many people this. Hmm. <laughs> Um, so I'm not sure if you've heard this, uh, John specifically, or maybe I told you, I don't know. Um, but there was years ago, Jimmy from Haste the Day contacted Mm. me, called me. Mm. He's like, Hey, we're going out on tour. Do you want to do merch for us? Yeah. He's like, think about it. Was this, uh, hold on, just for reference, was this around, like, before uh, the second record he did, When Everything Falls and He's About to Be Done? Or was, is this, like, the beginning of their, their ascent? Um, I think it was the beginning of their ascent. Okay. Um, I can't, and I can't, for the life of me, remember who their merch guy was at the time, but he ended up joining some band I can't remember. Dang it, I just remember, their, I have their shirt that says, Death Comes for Us All. 
mm. uh, on that. But anyways, um, Winter Solstice. Uh, he ended up becoming the vocalist for that band, so he left, and that's why they hit me up. Gotcha. Um, and he he gave me this whole. He's like, I love you. You're a great dude. Um, you're always, you know, fun to be around. Uh, you're very nice to everybody, and um, you're just solid. And I would, and he's like, I would love to have you on our tour. And man, I was that was the most exciting thing I ever heard. Uh, or had been asked at that time because I'm like, yeah, I love hardcore. I love touring. I did some stints with with Store Mains, doing merch for them, and you know, I th- I was doing Beardcore at the time as well. So it would have been a great time to, you know, yeah. push that as well, as long as I had permission to do it. Um, and at the end of the day, I kind of just said no because I thought of sort of the same things John did. I was renting a house. I had a car to pay for. Um, you know, how was I going to pay all that while I was on tour? Right. Right. And but I think back. I go, man. I I I do. I I genuinely regret not saying yes. Right. By the way, I want to I want to throw this out there because to to wrap up my thing. Yeah. So I went home and told my dad. Yeah. Because he was the one I was like, oh. I, oh yeah. And he was like, and even still to this day, sometimes when we talk about shit like this, he'll be like. He was like, why didn't you do it? And I was like, because I thought you would be upset with me. And he was like, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. If there yeah. was ever a moment for you to do it, it would have been... He wanted you to just... just Because he's like, you're all your like shit's home. Yeah. You have, like, what, a cell phone bill? Right. And, like, no other bills that you have to be responsible for. He goes, that would have been the time to do it. He do goes, you think you were a little afraid? I mean... <sighs> I, I was, but only because literally I thought he was going to say, like, and hear you, because, like, to kind of take it back just a, a little bit further, like, when they came and picked me up when I was like, I can't make it out here in Lansing anymore, like, I'm fucking heartbroken, like, I just, I don't want to be here. Yeah. And I know that the easiest way to get out of the hole that I've kind of dug myself into is to just go home, kind of lick my wounds, start anew right, with right. not much overhead costs and shit. Right. And... I remember I lived out in Lansing for like five years and he was like, you made it longer than I thought you were going to once you moved out of our house. <laughs> and like, I think collectively I had been moved out for like six yeah. years or so. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, you made it longer than I thought you were going to. Yeah. But he was like, I, I kind of knew that eventually this probably would happen yeah. just because you don't make smart long-term decisions essentially at that point in my life. Yeah. So when he is telling me like, you should have done it. And I was like, fuck man, like <laughs> this is the opposite that of how I thought you were going to react to this, Isn't this information. Isn't that always the case? So yeah. it's, it's one of those where like, I, that's the other reason why I'm always like, when I think about it, I'm like, fuck, this would have been so cool because I was more worried about the same things that Rush is saying but I was more worried in, in making another wrong decision in the eyes of my parents. Like, yeah. here you are making another right. very short-term, short-sighted decision that's going to impact your life. Right. Now, hindsight being what it is, I probably could, I probably could yeah. have made it a fucking career at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I probably wouldn't be here. I probably, like, all, like you're saying, yeah. all the other things, it's like, none of this shit that So happened, that really was a, a major It's a pivot. huge thing yeah. that I think about yeah. where it's like, man, where would my life have gone at this point? Because right. at that point, I'd probably be, I think I was like 22 or 23, so it's like yeah. I'd have shit almost approaching 15 years plus in the yeah. touring industry. Right. Like, there, There's no way I wouldn't have found some way to do something somewhere, right. even if it's I'm going to a venue now and I'm getting off the road. Like a lot of the people who, when they get off, 
and don't want to tour anymore, that's right. what they do. They do more behind the scenes shit at a venue or something. Right. Um, so I, I don't doubt that it's like I would have done, I would have found my way in this industry in some way, shape, or form. Right. I just don't know what it would have looked like at that point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't the, know my. The fear that keeps us. Well, it's, it's funny you just said that is because, you know, I mean, my, you know, my biggest thing that I, I said yes to was tattooing, you know, like someone just saying like, you know, hey, like you be good at this, let's do it, you wanna be my apprentice? And I said, yeah, and like, that's, you know, 20 years later, I'm still doing it. And yeah. then, you know, like I was in all these bands and stuff like that, and I had a great time. And I just, I, I've always kind of known my trajectory in life. I mean, there's definitely little things, but nothing that I thought was a major pivot. But the, the essence, I think, to my regrets or, or maybe major things, not, not major things, <laughs> Little little decisions that have built up a little bit of a regress in my mind where I just am like, I have led my entire life by fear. Mm. And it's not good. It was never healthy. And it, it literally took me into my <coughs> late 30s to really like be like, well, you're not, you're, you're it, it's okay if you don't want to do something, but don't do it because you're afraid. Don't do it because a it's not what you want. It's it, it's not the right time. It's whatever you know what I mean. Like you can make all these like different like right. assumptions, but it's like I realize like so many friendships or 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 big gatherings. You know, I'd be like, oh, there's all these people. Like, oh, maybe they won't like me. You know, what I mean? and I just it's like juvenile thoughts, but I led it through fear. And so, I guess back to my original question is like, I don't think there's a major pivot in my life that I, I, I'm, I'm sad and take because like I think about like the band stuff where it's like uh, when we were on Sargos Records with Play the Jesus Dog, we, we blew the fuck up in Eastern right. Europe. Like dude, the Swedes and Danish, they like, that was all shred metal. They were like, wow. and, and Mark from the owner of Sargos Records was like, you guys get on a plane right now. I've talked to seven venues. You could be sold out 1,500 to 2,000 people each night. Shut the heck up. Right now. For real? I didn't know that. I never knew that. No, you want to hear some, uh, this is, this is, and again, this is from Mark. Keep keep going. From what I understand is that we are still the highest internationally selling band. Like we only sold maybe like. Seriously? That's amazing. We only sell maybe 1,500 to 2,000 records here in the the States. We sold 15,000 records over in freaking. It's amazing. It was amazing. Like, and, but here's the thing. I, I saw that and I, but what really was that like poignant I went on that small little tour uh, with um, uh, Anna Sky went red and Nain Rouge that oh, was yeah. a, that was a week right it was a week we was literally it in the Midwest yeah it was a uh, god we we started from G or uh, Mount Pleasant and then we went kind of the I think we went to like Saginaw to Jamestown Hall oh yeah went up to Alpena and then I think we went up to Marquette we stayed in Gould, so you did a ho in the second level skate park. Maybe it wasn't a week. It might have been like three or four days. I'm not entirely sure. But still, okay. Right. Still but but, but like but doing that, I remember that was when I knew I wasn't I wasn't made, made for a being in a band. Oh I really? I fucking hated it, dude. I, I didn't hate the dudes. Like the guys, it was like the best time of my life. Just being stuck in a but, van? Yeah, being stuck in a <laughs> van and like you're literally taking baby wipes and you're washing your dick and yep. your balls because there's no, you don't have a fucking shower. I'm like, dude, this is like peeing in a bottle because you can't stop. Right. It literally is like being a hobo, yep. but for 30 minutes a night you get to be a god. 
Right. It's fucking like that's touring and um the sacrifices you Yeah, make. and I just I was like I I just say me and like like dudes like you know my buddy Austin and, and and Jordan and like all the guys in Nain Rouge Mean Mother, their dude their dicks are hard for that shit every day. They loved it. Yeah. Anyways, but that but so I that wasn't a major pivot to me. I was not sad that I like could have taken that trip across. I mean, right. even if I had done it, it'd probably been fun, but I don't think I'd have been like, oh man, I could have been in a band. Well, I, I don't want to be I that. I love if they music, but put you in a van or put you in a bus. Maybe. Because well Maybe. and just to kind of piggyback off that, um What's oh. up, dude? Oh thank oh, you. Oh, but to finish up sorry, before you start, like to finish up, I don't have a major pivot that I'm bummed out about. Right. But there are little decisions oh, with Elijah. Friends, family, um, and maybe some small um, opportunities that I said no to out of fear. And that was something I'm happy that at almost 42 that I, I don't lead my life that yeah. way anymore. But it's... Well, it's yeah, yeah, that's a huge plus. As much you, as possible. Anyways. When you operate in fear, like, yeah. it, it's not just your daily decisions, but like and the scientific, the physical, emotional stuff that can yeah. do to you is insane. Oh, the, the, the amount of punishment you can put your yeah. put yourself through to be, yeah. But I was going to say, oh, yeah, so with the, the whole European tour thing, yeah. Um, and, you know, you sold 1500 but you were selling thousands over there. Thousands of it, man. Still From remains, what I understand. It was like, like still remains. Still remains. Not big here, but huge over there. Huge. Dude, Japan, right? Did they sell like, fuck, they sold a shit. They were on Log Park over in Japan. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah but they headliners. sold out every tour they did. Yeah, it was like, 50,000 plus records I think got in Japan they were huge but they always did really good at linking with like Bullet when they were young linking with like the good young bands out there and then getting on good tours even here like that Outburn or uh, Roadburn Festival that Roadrunner put on Road Rage Road Rage sorry I was like it's Roadburn yeah something like that yeah anyways that's that's my so so that was it oh what's my question yeah yeah so I I have some odd questions because these are things I think about sometimes Mm mm-hmm Farts um, and butts. <laughs> uh, boobies. Hooray for boobies. Okay. Um, you ever get weird? So I'm just gonna start the super <laughs> short and simple. Sir. Um, what would you do if you were wealthy? Um, and so you can take it whether you know. Are we talking like millionaire? Billionaire? Yeah, yeah. That was like, my question. Like, like what, what, is, what is wealth? wealth are we talking yeah, about? Yeah. I mean, wealth where you don't really have to work. So. Mm-hmm. You're 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 not rich. You're wealthy. You're continually making money. There's a difference between rich and wealthy. Okay, I think I under, okay. I think so, I know what you mean. Yeah. So okay, but we'll say that I don't. We none of us have to worry about money. Correct. Like, correct. Almost we'll say a continuous, endless well of money. Right. Maybe not billions, but right. Okay. You have enough to sustain you and your family. I'm so freaking simple. I would literally just buy a. Pl- I would buy acreage. I would buy like. 30, 40 acres. I would build, not a big house, I literally like maybe like a thousand square feet, really small, um, have a big pole barn. I would literally buy, beat the shit up. I've always, oh, I would still tattoo. I would always do it, but I would, I would be like probably like two days a week, you know, or probably even like maybe a few days a month. But I would, <laughs> I would buy old fucking cars and, I, and I'd like fix them up. And then I would actually start buying other properties and fix them up. I'm a big DIYer. Yeah. I love like when are you coming over, dude. I'm telling. I can't wait to get my <laughs> my next home, man. Like like if anyone has seen, I, like, and, and the very few people that actually came to like my old home on Norbert, like I bought the thing for forty thousand dollars. Yeah, 
And I fucking, like you saw like all the improvements I did. I mean like I did all, I did, I did all the plumbing, I did the electric, I did like freaking siding, I did, uh, I didn't do the roof because that's insane. Uh, but I, I, I could have actually helped on that one. Yeah, yeah, like Daisy, like a, I did a whole like sub pump system. I took a diamond saw, cut into the foundation, <laughs> and then dug out like it was insane. But anyways, like yeah, and I would do that, and that would that would be it. And then I probably would um, maybe start doing some. I, I I do it a little bit, but not enough. Like I probably only do like maybe like a couple of thousand dollars like a year to like outreach programs and like you know um, just like it's like. That sounds kind of bad, but it's like it's a, it's a good write-off. But also, like I, I, I would actually like to be more active in them and like go oh, it's and important. absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, that's why I feel sometimes like a fraud. Like, oh, I give money to charities, but do you go down to the charitable thing and do shit with them? No, and it's like so. I would want to do that more. I think now that'd be it. I, this Landon, just to say, to yeah, kind of retort on that one. Yeah, sometimes that's all you can do, though. Mm-hmm. Like you, you might that's be. Fair. Passionate about something, but you like that's not really. Yeah, I don't know if I want to say your your gift is going down there and helping. Yeah, but you want to somehow be involved because you care about whatever said uh, nonprofit it is. Yeah, it's it's all all and, my money goes to um, children of uh, sexual abuse. Right, like that. Like and that, so, that, that's like the one I feel the most yep. like strongly about. And so kids. I would I would say the it's same. Terrible. So I would. Like, I don't know how I can be actively actively involved, yeah. but you know it's like here I have yeah, this. Yeah, this I is can this is what you, I can this give is you. What I can contribute. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, this is what I I believe in. Right. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, that, that was just a thought. Anyways, yeah, yeah. John, what do you think, Joe? Um, I mean, I think for me it would just be the greatest vinyl collection of all time. No, <laughs> now that I sold it, I'm I'm like, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I forgot you did. Yeah, yeah no, I like I today unsubscribe from like a bunch of like the vinyl emails and shit because I'm like I just I don't want to get back into it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so it's a thing for me where I think uh, first of all I would buy the house. I would do all the things that like Bridget and I talk about doing to the house. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my parents' house is already paid off, so like I can't do that. Right. Um, it's funny because, like, you know, most of the time your first thought is, like, taking care of your, your parents or your family. Oh, yeah. Let's, and, like, like, preface this. We would, like, p- pay off our family's debts. Yeah. I would do. I mean, that's what everyone says. Yeah, like, no, I would. What would you do if you freaking won the lotto? It's like, oh, I pay it for, first I pay all my family debts. Oh, yeah, I'd do all that. Well, I, look, never, like, that's, I never think about that. But, like, the I funny thing is, to, is, like, I remember. Not that I wouldn't, but I yeah, never yeah. think about that. But here's the thing. I, I was think, like, I'd give them millions of dollars. I said, no. I would pay off all their debts. Buy their houses, pay off their cars, and then give them all a hundred thousand dollars and be like, "Oh, have a good vacation, have fun." Yeah, yeah. That'd be um, dope. But after that, I'd be like, "Oh, but you're not. You know, don't come back. <laughs> you're cut don't off. Come back. <laughs> you I think for me, like, I, I mean, as dumb as it sounds, I think the things that I would do would be the things that like I'm kind of, I guess, are we, her and I are working toward yeah. right. indirectly because like the running joke is like, oh, one of us has to live the dream. Yeah. And, you know, as we talked about, like in the first episode where it was like, you know, learning about roles and how like the role you play within your relationships and so forth. And right. I think mine has been more of just a complimentary piece to everything where it's like Bridget has the career, has the money and does that kind of right. stuff. And I try to find ways to just satiate like being able to be there and like do things and so forth. Right. And I think for us, like I know traveling is a big one, so we probably would just go travel a bunch and That's go international. That's probably the number one I think you guys would do. Um, you guys would travel. I think for me, like on a more personal level, other than like fixing up the house and doing the things that I want to it, mm-hmm. um, I think beyond that, I, th- I mean, as selfish as it sounds, I probably would just like go get tattooed a lot more. Mm-hmm. 
because like I don't have to worry about like like you know getting my palm tattooed. It's like okay, like now I have to figure out another time to do it where I'm gonna have days off. Right. Because right. like my job so currently, have I have to, to yeah. like I have right. tough scrub. I have to use yeah. the ink and like uh, pigment off of my hands. Yeah, you don't have a schedule anymore because you can just fucking you know, yeah. Like <laughs> so, it's like I can go you, do. What? Sorry to interrupt. Very good. <clears throat> latex gloves are not not latex are out of the question. No, I mean I could the do process and whatnot. I mean I could do that, but like I I don't know. For me, I didn't really find that. Any of the shit really seemed to work. Fair enough. Um, Sorry. I mean, I'm sure I could figure out something else, but Ooh. I think for me, like, I would do that. I'd probably, I think I would do, you know, it's funny, like, we, I, through music, I've tried doing a couple of charitable things. Like, at one point, I tried doing a benefit show here in town for our homeless after going to Oregon and seeing, like, just the mm. rampant homelessness and thinking about how it, how it's bad here, mm. but, like, it could get to that level. Oh, yeah. And so I was trying to do a benefit show here and, and again, this is why I got out of booking shows because I had a local band that like kind of fucking soured it where they were like, oh, you're talking shit and da da da. And how much are we getting paid? And it's like, no, the point is that it's we're giving back and you live it's here. Benefit, yeah. Um, so it was the a first thing. time this ain't about you, man. This is about right. giving back to the So it was a thing where, and then even when I reached out to an organization here, they were like, well, what are you looking to do? And I was like, I just would like to have you like be like who we're donating to. We're going to use your name. Like all the proceeds are going to go to this and da 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 da. And they're like, well, we've already hit our quota for, like, uh, charitable things, so, like, we can't be involved. And I'm like, who says that? Who the fuck? Oh, I'll tell you later. Um, but it was a thing where it's, like, even even in that I realized, like, that there's we've already had bureaucracy. Yeah. done this yeah. year. So it's, it's like one of those where you're just, like, sometimes, like, with stuff like that, it's, like. It makes no sense. It makes yeah, no sense. I know. But it's one of those things, like, even in that, it's, like. I would love to be more charitable with things. So I think what I would probably end up doing is just either donating to like schools for like music and art programs and nice. stuff. Hell yeah. Um, and, or I think what I would do is probably try to do something like what the DAC is, but like less bureaucratic for that yeah, even, yeah, yeah. and just provide another Avenue for bands <laughs> to play or even something like what Bam was doing with his house which is, you know, if bands or skaters were coming through, they could stay there for oh, free. Oh, nice. And yeah, so yeah. I would like to almost provide something like maybe like where you create an Airbnb like in different Dude, areas. for real. That'd where like bands 100%. could stay. I think so about that all the time. That'd be yeah. so sick. Yeah, I would love that. So I think like that would be something I would do. I don't know what that looks like, but that's probably what I would do. with. Hell like, yeah. To, well, and I think that comes just from us going to shows and yeah. like where the band stand. Right, like, exactly. We don't got a bus, so we have bands stay at our house. Exactly. <laughs> what about you? What would you do with all your, your wealth? All the Malort. All the Malort. I would buy Malort and Fernet. And, no, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't. Actually. And it's beard core. And, and, and call it beard nets. Lorts. I got nothing. Beard nets. Beard morts. Freak nasty want to know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I see. You know, honestly, I don't mean to cut you off no, on your ahead. own question. I see you as someone who would disappear and go do like mission work somewhere, like in a 100%. foreign country. Or I you would, would agree. or you, or <laughs> I would agree with that. You would travel and you would go on a giant wine exploration. Yes, the, the uh, second is you be more a vagabond, man. You just, yeah. like, um, just lost yeah. in the wind. I think Kung Fu shit, like just I do, traveling from village to village. I mean, I probably would go. Well, I probably still might go. Um, I, not seminary itself, but um, there's a course that's offered called the St. Stephen's course, which once you finish, um, you become ordained as a subdeacon, deacon, 
in the church, um, which is not out of the realm of possibilities in the future. Uh, but that aside, um, I would same as you actually have because I'm sick of being downtown at this point in my life. I believe it. Um, loud noises. I don't want them. Um, you are I'm, the loud noise. I am the loud <laughs> <laughs> Also true. Um, you, I, you are I, the, for, the tree that falls in the forest and it does make a sound. <laughs> um, <laughs> blood. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh. But I would absolutely just find some property. Yep. Build a house. Um, that modest, like a modest. Size no, I, I. I mean, yes, modest. Yeah. Um, oh, I thought you were gonna. Go, you said no. I was like, well, well I want hold seven thousand square feet. Hold my no, no, two no, I, wanted, I don't pool. need. I don't need that. <laughs> I mean, I'm a single man. My house, because I have too much shit that I just need to get rid of, and it's hard because when you have five fifty gallon tubs of t-shirts that you just don't want to get rid of because. They mean something to you. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, from all the shows you've gone to, but uh, no, I would, I would have my, you know, my living quarters, uh, you know, a guest room, and then a, a few bathrooms, obviously. But yeah. I would love to have like a nice kitchen yep. and a nice area to host people. Yeah. Um, because you know, as you both know, I love having people over. I love cooking food for people. Yeah. Um, and just you know, I would probably build a little theater just because you know i love film uh I yeah would too. i would totally build a theater <laughs> so, for sure um yeah and just you know have something that's not super fancy but just it's nice and nice. it's still beautiful and i don't need to have you know a thousand dollar bill every month to you know have the grounds you know i could you know maybe maintain it myself hopefully yeah um i would do that i would absolutely john's right i would absolutely travel I would totally go yeah. to vineyards um, all over, specifically uh, France and Italy again. Yeah. Um, and then I'll be down in Argentina next year. So that would also be a, on the on the map as well. But Hell yeah. There was, and speaking of, this is totally a tangent, I met um, the manager or someone, I don't know, I wasn't the vintner of, of the vineyard. Is it, do we need to move this? Am I not loud enough? No, just I noticed it wasn't facing your mouth. Oh, copy. So it's good. Well, anyways, uh, thank you. Mm -hmm. um, and there were there. I think I lost the contact, but there was opportunity to go to France and stay at the vineyard. Oh shit! And just hang out with them for a day or two. That'd be so tight. And I'm like, and they're just a small little boutique. Yeah. Which I don't care. Like the wine was great, and it would have been well worth it. Oh, so, um, but yeah, so I would do that, and then. You know, same, Chris, same thing for you. Um, I would absolutely uh, donate, donate yeah, yeah, yeah. especially because, I mean, that's something uh, that uh, I'm passionate about, seeing people who have been in abusive, sexually abusive, yeah. and, I mean, more so just sex trafficking. Yeah, like, all of that, yeah. I remember when I found out that was a thing, I was blew my mind. Dude, I was yeah. like, this, and it, the fact that it's just rampant now. Yeah. And, like, with even within our city... Um, Dude, which is like bad. people are just like wait what I'm like yeah you have no idea when we have conventions come into town big conventions it's almost really hard to hear when someone gives you the actual to ju just in your tri-state area how much of it goes on and you think about 
the Americas itself, and you think of the world, and you're like, are you fucking kidding? This is right. happening also all the time. A central hub between Chicago and Detroit for Detroit. international, yes. and then, international no, and big exactly airports it. that yep. are hubs. Yep. And that's the one thing they talked about, too, is you've got those two big hubs. Mm -hmm. And you're right next to international borders. Yep. 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 So, and it's, and I, a lot of it, you know, it just breaks my heart. And, too, like, I had a friend that it happened to. Yep. And, thankfully, they actually escaped. And they were overseas when it happened. Mm. Oh, that's about where I'll keep it at. But, anyways. um, But, yeah, that that would be the things I would do, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, maybe I'll give my family some. <laughs> At the end, maybe there's some lottery tickets. Couple of ducats. Um, actually, <laughs> buy yourself a cheeseburger. But the, the, right here's here's, here's two cheeseburgers. Slide over <laughs> a proposal. <laughs> Slide over twenty. Don't spend it all in one place. You need a backyardomy. <laughs> um, but the other the other thing um, would be because uh, I am wealthy at this point, I would actually uh, take the time to do more documentaries. Oh yeah. Um, that I think are, think are worthwhile. Hell yeah. You know, short, most of them are just short form. Um, nothing like Father of the Flame was. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure I could find a couple that could be worthwhile too. Yeah. And yeah, your film stuff, I think, would be a, become a, big, so, a bigger passion. I would probably hire the same crew even though we knock heads all the time. That's That but, actually sometimes is lightning in a bottle. You yep. know? Yeah. So... What you, what, what's, our, what's your other question, John? So I'll go with a lighter one and cool. save the uh, more aggressive, not aggressive, the more uh, heavier one for last. What is your favorite memory with the other two? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of already said the one was sitting in your den, that little den that kind of faces the front of your house. Yep. And you poured, like, you, you pulled out, you go, hey, hey, I got this for a kid. It was a scotch. Oh, the signet. Yes. Yep. You pulled the that Glenn out. The Glenn Morangi signet. said, have you ever had this scotch? I said, no, I didn't. And we sat there and we talked. That was actually, it was, it was actually the first time I had a conversation with a theist that I would, and then we had a, the most productive conversation thing I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. Like, where we found <clears throat> common ground between a non-theist and a theist, you know, mm-hmm. it's like where we agreed upon morality and, you know, like conjecture of like, you know, ideas and, 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 and where you even admitted some like, you know, fallacies that you were like, I, I get that these are ridiculous, but they still hold value. They still hold like the, 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 the you talked about the metaphors and like, you know, and I loved it. And like, and uh, yeah, that, that, that would probably be my favorite. And then a little side one was the one time the first Better Left Impaled show when you came to Big Rapids and he spider fucking like tricks through there, lifted me up over everyone, kind of tilted me into the crowd and people, li- it was, that was by far one of my favorite times with, with Rush. Was that Big Dan's birthday? Yes, it was. Oh, God. Correct. That's exactly the day. I remember the end of that night. Oh, we were all... Oof. I ended up in Cranker speaking. I think Bridges got the photos. <laughs> oh, we were... That was... That was a great bigger, time. Bigger Dave showed up, right? Bigger Dave showed up. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, which for everyone who doesn't know, that's, that's, that's Big Dan's brother, who was bigger yep. than him. Yes. And for other context, Big Dan was six foot four, two fifty. Bigger Dave, I think, was six, 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 seven? I, yeah. 300 plus he had I had to look really high into the clouds yeah he's a big boy Um, (laughs) and then with John uh, I would say two there's there's two one was and I think you brought it up so many times brought up so many times that it's like it it makes me feel good was when we were at Mulligan's and Hmm. I was kind of like 
accentuating and, and kind of like making you realize your talent hmm. that yeah. I think you knew was there, but I think you needed a little, a little push. Yeah. And I, I think it made me happy that I've heard you on other podcasts being like, Hey, like one of my buddies, Chris Rebelli, like he was kind of the guy that pushed me to do this podcast, you know, where, yeah. And it's, and, and, and that, that makes me feel really good. But uh, another one, um, I think it was when we were at the hall <laughs> and you sat down with me and we were bullshit. I can't remember what we were bullshitting about, but you looked at me and you said, you were like, you want to know what's really fucking crazy? It's like, what? It's like, oh, that you and I, like, out of all the different, like, you know, like avenues that you could say that we are placed in, like, you know, with music and tattooing and all sorts of stuff. He goes, like, he goes, I think that it's like, I genuinely like you. He goes, and I think, he goes, I don't want to speak for you. He goes, no, I genuinely like you too. And, he, and, and you were like, he goes, that's rare. That's super rare. When two dudes genuinely can meet. Ad- adults. Adults. Yeah, and right. genuinely like each other. And I, I, it's just a memory. And that was probably my favorite things is that. That was actually probably when I realized how much you were a deep, like you're a deep thinker too. But John, he, he keeps going. Yeah. Like, he'll just bring it right down to the bottom of the question. And I, I really respect that about you. Yeah, those are my two favorite memories with both of you. There's, there's little ones in there oh, that yeah. are, like, just oh, yeah. funny ones and well, bullshit we've done. But those are my two favorite ones. I'm going to give one. Actually, I'll wait for my turn, and I'll give Bridget's that she wanted me to tell you. Mm. It was hers. <laughs> but go ahead. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think I would, you and I talking and having those very intimate conversations. Yeah. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you cry at me. Damn. Um, so, <laughs> I guess the, I, they're not like, like I, okay, fuck, dude. <laughs> this is why we did this, man. This is why we did this. This is um, why we did this. Because both, for both of you, we had, we've shared intimate moments. And like for me and you, John, um, it was a real, real moment for us. Like when I had to tell you, well, I didn't even, I, you didn't know, but when Tall Paul died. Oh, oh God, yeah. yeah. Basement of Gardellas. Yep. He just starts sobbing. And I'm like, like we're both just crying. Yeah, but it was it's, it's it's not it's not like it was a fun moment, but it's like it's a real moment in our lives. Yes, yeah. you know, yeah. and to share that kind of an intimate thing with a friend like that. Yes, and you know that's early on in our friendship. Yeah, but I think about that. I'm like, man, that's just it's real. You don't man. get to go it's through that with a lot of people. No, and yeah. share that. <clears throat> oh, yeah. still wearing Dark Knight yeah. <laughs> boxers the other night. Anyway. <laughs> Um, but for you and I, aside from, uh, the conversations in in the, the den, um, and I think, uh, there's, there's one really fun one and, um, I won't say said person's name, but it was right after you had a breakup Mm -hmm. and we were all at Billy's. It was me, you, Grable and Nick Kinsley. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got wild for the night and it was freaking hilarious. I still remember like... I don't know if it was you or Grable giving Kinsley a piggyback and someone fell over <laughs> in the middle of Wealth Street. That would have been me. Yeah. Um, but, I ate shit. But no. I ate I, shit. One of my favorite moments was last year. Your sister was in town. We were all at the hall. I think oh, you, I was there. You might yeah. have been there. I was there. And I had to stop. I, I was on the verge of just in tears because he was speaking such beautiful things things he's like dude this is the type of person you are you're so genuine and i appreciate about this about you like he just went on and on and on and on and i'm just like 
trying not to cry because you rarely have moments when you have a friend like that. And we don't hang out a lot. No, no. Um, and I was just like, dude. And it's just so... For me, it was like just a great blessing to have you speak such positive, true things into my life that I just don't recognize sometimes. You know, I get so blindsided. Like I'm just do 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 I'm here. I am a gummy bear. Here and there and everywhere. I like the gummy bear analogy. Because I mean, that's it's true, true to character. But yeah. So those those are my favorite moments. That makes me feel really happy. Like that makes me feel really happy that. Those are the moments I want the people that I love the most right. to like remember is that I, I I genuinely see you guys like I mean that like I, I genuinely see like through any of the ups and downs of the trials and tribulations with us it's like or or or, or Where's our, the tissues when, when we're around <laughs> when we're absent whatever is that <laughs> the greatest friends on the planet man is like the ones you can just sit there right. and we pick it right back up. <laughs> And, and I can recognize your guys' successes, and I champion you guys for those successes. I want you guys, I want the people I care about to succeed. Yeah. I've always wanted Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Thank you. I love you, man. No, I love you. I love you, too. I love, I love, I love you both. You, so um, I'm going to share my wife's story that she wanted me to share with you. You can see that. You can see that. She goes, my favorite memory of Chris <laughs> is when Hamilton shit in your pants. <laughs> and you go, and you go, what do I do? <laughs> and she goes, you either fucking wash them or you pull the shit out. <laughs> I mean, it was like so befuddled at what to do. <laughs> I did. Okay. Here's the thing. For the context, my ex-girlfriend and John's wife were roommates and best friends for a, long, a very, very, very long time. I think still are, question mark. But so, uh, but so I would come over to their apartment and obviously like it was, it was a split level apartment. So it's like Bridget was on oh, the yeah. bottom and like, and, Wait, was uh, this the apartment over at uh, by by Chubby's? Chubby's, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, I remember uh, we did pants off dance up there one day. <laughs> we sure did. And uh, but I remember, so I went upstairs, and that was my, I think that was the my 29th birthday. I'm not might have sure. Been, yeah. I think might have been. But I remember, uh, <laughs> I left my pants right at the edge of the stairs because I was so fucked up, and then I wake up and I just grabbed it, come downstairs. My ex girlfriend was already gone. And Bridget is in her bedroom. It's right by the bathroom on the downstairs. Yep. And I just look at my pants and I go, there's shit in my pants. She goes, she goes, your shit? I go, no, Hamilton shit. I go, what do I do? She goes, well, fucking throw it out or what? I don't know, dude. And I was like, oh, man. Like, I didn't know what to do with my life. It would literally. Just, what do I do with my hands? I, did, I didn't know. Like, uh, poopy pants. And it's for, okay, that was a Jack Russell. That was a. Uh, mother load of shit <laughs> like six logs the size so, of like my fucking two fingers dude so here's like my question uh, what did you feed the dog that <laughs> probably Manelli's yeah 100% <laughs> something like that fries whatever the fuck oh my god the other one that she wanted me to bring up that she loved yeah. as well is when she blew her airbags <laughs> Trying to drive through. Okay. The med- the that I have a- never heard this story. This is so, okay. Me. Okay, so. Actually, you were there. I wasn't. So Bridget I had a Honda, like yeah. a little Accord. Yeah, I remember that. Civic, I remember Civic that. Accord? No. Yeah, either one. What other one? So, anyways, I remember that car. There was this little, between those apartments and Chubby's was this grassy kind of like yeah. intersection, right? Yep. Or, but, but it wasn't a road. It was just intersection. So, she was like. I'm fucked up. I'm, I'm fucked just going to go to I'm point A to point B. I'm just going to go A to B and go across. And I had my small truck then. I go over it, but it's like this, right? And I'm like, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. 
And so I said, no, no, you can make it. I said, just drive slow. Bridget was like, okay. <laughs> she goes kind of slow at the start and then hits a top. And you know how low those cars are Full to the ground. <laughs> and she just goes, boom. <laughs> and we hear a big explosion. And we hear Bridget go, like that and I come and, it, and Liz is like what the fuck I go oh shit Rover come over to her she's got white dust all over her face her chest and she she looks like a, like someone just took a powdered donut and just sprayed it all over she's just like am I, what happened I was like uh, the, I think the fucking airbag exploded and, and, and I, her ears were ringing and I said like, oh come on get out and so I think we just left it no there she night. said Chris it, drive it the rest of the way that's right so the thing is like a broken condom coming out of the front of the steering wheel so I just am driving it and so yeah I think we like kind of backed it out and then I drove it and oh man that was that's hilarious dude that is a gr- I, I completely forgot about that yeah. until we're she going to that. B. that was so fun so, um, right, so you're two yeah, for, yeah. for my for my actual ones because I knew that would add some brevity Thank and, and you. funny things funny. Those are great. Um, I just relive that whole thing <laughs> uh, with Rush I think we're going we don't need roads <laughs> <laughs> I think with Rush Sorry. <laughs> Two come to mind. The first one is when we went to the Ana Avea reunion show. Oh Max. my God! Yes, I know exactly where you're going with this. And one. so oh, I'm so fucking good. crowd surfing, and I'm like, you know, a responsible crowd surfer. So I'll tap the shoulders of people in front of me so they know I'm coming and, right, and can right. prepare. And some dude, when I was like to the front row, someone took my legs and just tossed him up. Oh, so I flipped. Shit. And I had like my hand on someone's shoulder and then it just went forward as I'm like, oh shit, now I'm going over somebody. Right. And I just went to like try to grab a shirt right. or something for stability. Yeah. And I grab Rush's beard <laughs> as I'm getting flipped <laughs> like, over. And then I'm on the stage and he, I could literally see him about to be like, what the fuck? And then he saw it was me and then he's like, oh, it's fine. Oh, uh, it's fine. And then he was like, Hop back up. <laughs> Man, I remember that drive and everything. That sucked. Uh, why did it suck? Because we were kind of hammered and we had to drive I don't think I, I drank. I think no, you were I was. hammered. Yeah. Because I knew we, we, so, had to, we had to drive back to Grand Rapids that night. Yeah. Where was the show at? At Max. In oh, Lansing. wow. Okay, yeah. yeah. Being hammered is Was that the first time we discovered... Uh, <laughs> um, John McClane in the... The vent. Yes, <laughs> yes. I forgot about. <laughs> I forgot about that. P.S. That's so a fucking Christmas movie. I don't care what anyone yeah. says. Hundred percent. Die Hard. So you have you ever seen this? Which at Max and they have part of their vent system is like uh, open. Oh, it was like, like duct. Like yeah, and so and there's a cardboard cutout of John McClane <laughs> no! with the lighter. What? <laughs> yeah. I've never seen oh, that. It's so yeah, great. It's so that's great. Tight. It's like right I, over the stage on the yeah. right hand side, if I'm not mistaken, by the, by the bathroom. Uh, I love that. I, that um, was, I, yeah, that was so good. <laughs> the other one that I think of, and I know we've talked about it a bunch, is when I was on a pseudo date with somebody and showed up to Gardella's after going to see a GNR tribute band. Oh, I already referenced that. Yeah, and yeah, except for you always say it was your Batman underwear. It wasn't. You were wearing Incredible Hulk underwear because you kept going Rush Smash. Oh, that's something. I disagree. <laughs> I you trust said, me as the person who said, saw it. I would have said Beard Smash. That's Whatever. Fair. Yeah, that's but fair. yeah, you got roofied. I, I, <laughs> I think just... I've been there every time you've been roofied. Uh, no. I think you've been roofied three times. I think I've been around two of the three. I, <laughs> and I, I didn't do the, it. The last time I was drugged was, uh, I'm not going to say where it was at uh, or who did it, because I know who did it. Again. Um, Wait, what? Not, not same person, but I know who did it. Like, again, I know who did it. This is not a friend of yours, though. 
Uh, sort of. I would say they were a good acquaintance. Fucking. But, but I have my boundaries with them now. I was going to say, like, who friend fucking. Anyways, those are, we could tell those stories another day. Sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. We'll, but it's we'll, funny, we'll, I just told the roofie story last night <laughs> when I was working at Anchor. Oh, my um, God. For Chris, I think... <laughs> I think for me, it was honestly when we went to go see Under Oath. Oh, God. VIP life, man. That was fun. Yeah, because, like, I had just gotten said status. I was just actually... Dude, that was... Speaking of things that, like, memories and things that we were... Like, you were just saying, oh, I was telling that story yesterday. I was just telling Bridget because we were talking about some show. Oh, I think we were talking about Bring Me and how often we've seen them. And I go, man, like, I think that show at Orbit Room was so tight because, like, I had the media pass so I could get up up to the balcony. And I was like, and I finally started knowing... I started knowing the people there. So, like, even if I didn't have the access, I could get up there. And I was like, I was starting to get some status. Yeah, I was like, I was starting to get some status there and then it like the venue went away and i'm like i don't i have some of that status at some of the other venues here in town right, right. but like i like not like that like where it's like you're in no, a, i know what you mean yeah like yeah. it's up above everything you right. got like unobstructed views it kind of can only hold like maybe 30 40 people usually there was about 15 up there and maybe. you had a private bar yeah so like i was like it's super rad and Wait, i love was the I venue. At that show no uh you uh, might have been just not with us actually yeah. no i think you showed up with ira I want to say, or I've maybe been, somebody. I've been, sure. The last one I was, it was the last show they played there. It was the last time. Uh, it was a rainy night. Our room was a sick ass venue. Man. It was. It was so sad that it was gone though. Yeah. Like actually, but how many times did they say oh, this is our last? Oh no, they're tearing it down right now. It's no, I know. No, but they I, but tore I, it down already. But how so many times did they say I, they were yeah, gonna so like yeah. like it's over, it's over? Like I heard that a hundred times, yeah. and then finally they were like, no, now it's really over. I'm like, oh, yeah. that sucks. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, I think that's one of my that was that was an awesome. Which uh, which year was that? The Under Oath. It was like their, when they did Define the Great Line and they're only chasing safety, and then it had like one opener, and they did back to back sets. Was that? 2018, 2017? Probably maybe 16, 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah somewhere around there. I'd say the last time I saw him was probably about then. Yeah. yeah. That was then, a great show. That's and then we all went to Agreement Scheme and Spencer showed up. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that yep. was a That was a great show, man. That was yep. so Sorry, I didn't mean to sidetrack that. Oh, I was right, just no, trying to remember uh, if I was there because I, I remember. Oh, being, is it my question now? Yep. Oh, shit. This should be uh, your last one. Is my last question? Yep, because no. that was. Oh, no, I started the second one. Sorry. Yeah, this, this was my second, second one. Yeah, sorry. Oh, no. bad. I was like, I'm going to do, do, okay, do my funny one because <laughs> I want to I wanna end with my last serious one. But this is the worst question I want to ask you guys. Four and a half inches. It's the worst what it or, or um, what would if? you rather. Oh. It's, a, it's a would you rather. It's the worst one I ever heard. <laughs> would you rather be known you don't do it but be known for fucking a baby for the rest of your life. No one will ever disprove it, you, but you didn't do it. Or fuck a baby and no one would ever find out ever. That's fucked up. It's the worst would you it's, rather it's ever. A, it's a pretty cut forward now, here's the thing. for me. I love, I, I love it only for like the moral affectation. Sure. Because one is character assassination, like the worst kind. Yeah. Or you're going to do the worst act of all time. I'm just going to go straight up and say uh, I would never do that so yep. I would rather be known for doing no. it and not have done it because fuck that up. 95% that. of people up. will say no, fuck that. No, I, I won't do it and I'll be known for it. Oh, see, I would rather go the other way because at least <laughs> you're a sick fuck. <laughs> yeah, because here's my, here's my thought. Okay, go ahead. I gotta pee, damn it. Go, ahead. Go pee. Go pee. I really want to hear what he has to say. Because like, here's the thing. Okay. If you didn't do it, 
and you're like, okay, I'm like, gonna be known for it forever. Yeah, yeah, but like, if you're gonna have that scarlet letter, like, you're probably the ramifications of your life from that point forward. Yeah, are done. Like, you probably like, you'll probably be on a sex, a sex offender list. You probably will have to like. There's so many things that yeah. that will do, even if you didn't do it. Right. This is what happens when I don't think. And, I and just talk so first. it's a thing to me where. Either way, it's fucking heinous. It is yeah. like one of the worst things ever. But in this hypothetical, I'd rather do it and have no one ever fucking know. Right. And my life is still intact and normal. I can have a job and I can do all these things. Right. Versus not doing it and having all the downfall of all the shit I didn't do. You, you're taking, uh, what is that called? Uh, I didn't live a lie. Fuck. What is that called? It's a, um, I don't know. uh, uh, uh. Definitely in Stockholm. It's not a moral. It's it, it's 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 not a moral posture. It's a um, the the best way to describe it. I don't know the. I can't remember the exact word, but but it's a damn if you damn if you don't. Yeah. Where it's like okay, so what? My life is over, or I do a heinous act, but my life isn't over. Mm-hmm. It's like what is the worst hell at this moment? And again, the the moral affect is like, but you did the deed. It's like fair. Yeah. Yep. But. If I didn't do the deed and my life is over anyways, because I don't think I did it, then yep. what's yeah? And that's why I like. But I guess anyway. I go live in a monastery. For yeah, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, mine was mine was. I said no, I won't do it. I'll just have everybody like just think I, I did. I can't. But I did say. You want to know what the best one of the the best response I ever heard? <laughs> this is why I wanted to ask the question. The guy. This guy. <laughs> I'm gonna pee my pants. <laughs> this guy goes. He goes. So no one will ever find out. Yeah. Ever? Well, I mean, and I go, never, huh? ever. Yeah. And I go, and he, and he goes, I mean, what do I got to do to her, the baby? And I went, I, I said, you're going to fuck it. And he, go, he goes, how so? And I went, I don't want to <laughs> fucking describe <laughs> it to you, to dude. Know, bro. Like, I'm just, you, you do a sexual act with an infant. And he goes, will they remember it? Dude, he was doing the same <laughs> shit. Right. Just like going like the. No, but their body will. I mean, like, they'll heal, right? Like, they won't remember it? I was like, dude, no, this is... I'm, I'm I, ripping I, that baby in half. <laughs> <laughs> For once, I'm going to feel like a legend. <laughs> I'm saying, man, like, just the worst. Oh, my God. Sorry. It's, it's why, it's, and, and like I said, that is the worst would you rather I've ever heard. Yeah, but, like, to, oh, me, to me, like, it, it, it honestly is not, like... It is, like I said, it is horrific. I would, yeah. like, obviously I would never fucking do that. I just said I would, but, like, I would never do No, it. no, no, yeah, But, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, a no, thing no. where it's, But like, you're saying, like, if it was gun to your head, would you, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, you're probably going to get a fucking gun to your head. Someone's probably going to come after you. Like, oh, yeah. Like, Whether you did do it or you didn't. Right. I mean, that's But, like, up. I'm saying, yeah, yeah. like, if you were, if everyone thought you did it, there might be people who come trying to oh, they're fucking, gonna try to fucking kill, kill you. One hundred percent. So like, it's a thing you, yeah. where it's like, okay, so me being a fucking savior in this thing, where it's like, well, I didn't do it because moral high ground. But everyone knows. But then everyone, everyone might thinks- be like, you're like the hor- most horrific person ever, right. right? And might literally try to kill me, right? Because it's one of the most heinous things you can do, right? Then I might as well fucking do the thing and have my life be normal, normal. And I just have to deal you, with that. Yeah, I'm yeah, a the monster. one person has to live with the, yeah. the fact. That, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, well, like that's it's it's a no brainer. This is a question. This is this this isn't a question. One of the questions, but like that was always my thing. I my uh, uh, we thought of it in college forever. Like the worst thing you can say to somebody. And it's, I'm piggybacking off this because it's it's with a, a kid. But we said the worst thing that you could say to somebody ever was, "I hope your baby's born dead." We tried to think of something worse than that. 
And it just gets so salacious where it's like, oh, I hope your mom gets fucked by leopards with AIDS. And it's like, no, that's so ridiculous. It's like, that's not worse. I hope your baby is born. That is the worst thing you could possibly say to a human being. I, literally, I know what you're doing right now. You're racking your brain. I've done this literally since college, like 25 years, I would say, of just like, not 24, what the fuck am I thinking? 20 years of trying to think of something to trump that. And it, it doesn't happen. There's, no, there's nothing worse than that. And I, and I, 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 I will give somebody a hundred dollars and I want to see a poll that says that that's worse than, than, than that, than that phrase. Cause I guarantee you that it's not, it's like, that's the worst. It's the worst thing possible to say to somebody. That sounds terrible. I might've stumbled on something in my head. Give me, please. I'm telling you. Wait, what was the question? Or okay. Okay. So no, well, we were piggybacking off like, cause uh, John was kind of finishing up being like, you know, like. Like it's the most. He goes. I just want to say that's horrific. Like horrific, and I get it. And I was like, I don't know. Go. And then I said, Well, in college, like we sat around and tried to think of the worst thing you could possibly say to somebody. It's like you know, like I hope you get AIDS, or like I hope your mom dies of cancer, like or whatever. So the worst one that we thought of, and literally, it was a guy named John, not you, John, but another John that John lived Connor. lived lived in our um, our dorms in Thorpe Hall at Central Michigan, and he goes, I hope your baby's born dead. And we went, oh, wow. And it like hit your ear the wrong way, your, your, your face kind of flushed. And we started just like laughing and uncomfortableness because I was like, that's the worst. That's the worst thing you could possibly, that is the fucking worst. That's and then literally, fucking terrible. Right? Now literally then it's like, we tried to find the one up. And everyone's like, you know, like, oh, I, I like and I said like, you know, like, oh, I hope your mom gets freaking raped by leopards who have AIDS. And it's like, no. Leopards, I hope your baby's born. I hope your baby's born's dead. I hope your baby is born dead is worse. Hundred percent. Fucking. Awful. It's the worst thing you can say to somebody. And I know John's trying. Okay, go ahead, John. Go ahead. Tell me. Yeah. What do you got? What do you got? I can't be. Because here's the thing. I already know what I want to hear. I want to hear something. I go. Oh wow, that's worse. Go ahead. Well, You're I mean, smart. I guess you could take it to like the nth degree, where it's either someone who's mentally challenged having said dead baby, and you have to explain to them what happened. Mm-hmm. And or it was a forcible rape that caused that dead baby to be born. And then you, like, killed, like, the fucking family as all this happened. So it's, like, just a fucking... I just... I just, no, I, but just that's, I just imagine, like... like uh, but that's always what happens. So here's oh, like, go, 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 go. No, so no. Initially, my thought was more... 50 First Dates. Remember how, like, at the end... Like they they play the VHS every day. It's like hi, right? This is my, like I was like so what? you can remember. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I was like, what if you had that woman and her baby died, and then you had to have a VHS where it's like she has to ex- explain like who she is and all the shit. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, by the way, some of the scars you have and shit <laughs> are because you had a dead baby. So here's the thing. Good lord, the, that sounds off. But no, this is <laughs> this is this is the thing, and that's a good one. But this is this is what we have is that Terrible. you you would you I know. would have to. And my mind just thinks of it right. No, no, away. no. You would have to do that. You would have to make. Such a provocative, a, a ripple effect of trauma. Yes, exactly, yeah. and, 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 and a so much more. Mm-hmm. Have to explain scenario where we wanted you to be the the one phrase, the one thing. Yeah, yeah. It, the but I still think it's the one the thing. thing. Just oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, like you can piggyback on yeah. that and be like, wow, I can make it way worse. But I'm saying, like the 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 the, the whole point is, what is the worst thing a sentence you can say to somebody? Mm. Right. And that's it. Because literally, like, we've tried to, like, like you said, like, like do, like, okay, oh, I, I hope a, a, I hope a mentally sucks. challenged Sorry, person I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to make this, like, your, your, 
your baby. So it's a lighthearted like, subject. Cool. I didn't mean to make this like a like the, <laughs> Mike, the Michael Jordan or yeah Michael Jordan and Larry Bird where it's like okay it's gonna be off the backboard. No off no, the no 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but Trick I just shot. I just wanted that way, and I'm glad you guys like actually I'm glad that you guys did different answers because like yeah. that was my point is that it's 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 like 95 percent your answer yeah and five percent but the five percent also has a good affect to it where it's like not good but but a <laughs> a reasonable like but okay but my either I'm, or it's I'm not. ruined and i'm gonna be murdered and ostracized by the world or i do and then i can live a normal life it's like it's this moral whatever anyways yep all right, Rush, where are you going from there? Because <laughs> that's your second question. We got one more after this. This next track is called Butcher Nippers. <laughs> Eating alive. <laughs> Back to life. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I'm going to go. Uh, <clears throat> actually, I don't know where, where where John is in this, but I'm, I know you have a gun, right? Mm-hmm. You don't own any guns. Okay. Oh. So I don't know where you stand with guns. No, you ask a question and you'll find out. Ask a question. But, um, because my question is, assuming we're all, uh, and I say this, pro-gun, quote-unquote, in support of proper law, proper knowledge, and proper use of a weapon, in the event of home invasion, yep. and your life is at risk, do you think you could actually pull the trigger? That's a fantastic question. Yes. 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 Now, what if... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm also, gonna expand on that. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, also, I tied in a knife would also be available too. Okay, I'll so, expand on this. So yes, yeah. yes, yes, because when it comes to do or die on this, I don't want to hurt or kill anyone. But if it's like, let me put it this way, I know guys like my step. Well, he's my stepfather. He's a marine, mm-hmm. right? And same, right? Yep. And he wouldn't even give a warning. If he just knew, and I told him that's a terrible thing. It's like, like, what if I just decided to come up randomly? He's like, oh, well, you call. It's like, oh, but what if you're asleep and I need someplace to stay? He goes, like, you wouldn't. I go, Anyways, but so he. he Shut he, up, Dad. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, you fuck a baby is what I'm asking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, I want, I want to answer within 24 hours. But so. <laughs> She, you guys are terrible. So, <laughs> well played. So, but he's like, he goes like, I would just like, you know, whoever came to my house that I didn't know and, and I didn't know their identity. I should go. Well, I would do this. It's like, oh, if I heard someone like glass shattering, and like a door being forced open, I would say, identify yourself, or I'm gonna open fire. I right. give them one chance. Yep. And then if they didn't, yeah, I'd find the shadow in the dark and I'd, I'd start pulling the trigger at them. But. With that being said, I'll expand on this, though, is that I just, the only thing that I don't like about, I know, John, you're still laughing about baby girl. No, <laughs> no, no. sorry. I, th- I thought no. you were chuckling. No. Um, no. he's, um, he's thinking. But uh, expand on this is that I don't know how I would live with it, though. That, that's, that's um, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that is, that's the only thing is, like, fine. I protected my home. I defended it. I feel justified in my action but now I get to live with it that I murdered someone you know yeah. whether it's justified or not you kill right. you kill yeah, the human being you know, yeah. someone's dead so it's like that was someone's son or daughter whoever the fuck and yep. 
So that's that's what really that's why that's why when I watch like people with like in horror movies and action movies, like, you know what I would do? Like, oh, you wouldn't know what the fuck you would do. <laughs> you wouldn't know. Like, you know, it's like like all motherfucker talk, no came up on me, I'd stab him in the face. Like, no, you wouldn't. Like, you don't know. But if it, if it was like protect family, protect loved ones or just protect my property I would give them one chance and if they didn't I'd take them out but yeah. the justific- the ramifications of my mental health yeah. after the fact yeah that's I don't know I have no idea so um, I don't mind guns like I've shot them I yeah. enjoy shooting them shotguns handguns all that kind of shit mm-hmm. they're yeah. fine I just don't feel the need to have one actually it's something that like my dad always my dad like had, and my mom got into guns in the last like handful of years and I remember one point he's like, you know, do you want to come down to shooting range and we'll go shoot guns and we'll hang out and we'll talk? And I go, dude, if you want to hang out with me and talk, a shooting range isn't a place because I have fucking head, headphones, like, headphones, headphone things yeah. on and we're shooting loud things. Do like, you want to shoot guns and then we can go hang out and talk later? Yeah. Sure. But like, <laughs> oh, I, go. Yeah, I just remember, and he was like, you know. <laughs> I love you, son. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, yeah. I got AIDS. <laughs> I fucked a baby. Don't Why would you me. fuck a baby? I'm <laughs> not. Lord. It's a it's a thing where I just, I just don't I don't feel the need to ever have one. But but okay. Um, but if, if so, in this situation, because yeah, like yeah. the other part that like you didn't touch on, I'm going to touch on because Rush said or a knife. I don't think I could physically fucking stab somebody. That's intense. Like that, I feel like because like then you're you, yeah like yeah, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. you're getting into you're, it and you're yeah, like yeah, yeah. give yeah. me that last breath. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, are you an eighty eight? Ooh, that was a good year. Um, <laughs> what the. But it's one of those things where a this penetration reminds me of something. Maybe yeah, a baby. Fuck by a knife. Um, <laughs> but what I was laughing at earlier, like giggling about, and you were like, "Oh, I bet you're thinking of the same joke." No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we had our house broken into here. Someone threw like a giant fucking gardening rock through our window in our what? in our kitchen. I, don't know I can that. show you like where it fucking skipped. It broke our fucking table, like our oh, chairs shit. and shit. Like it was, and they stole Bridget's purse, which I had all our rent money in it. Um, it, actually, it was the, like, not technically the night before, because we were out late, the day of my 36 Crazy Fish show, it was that, that oh, night. Oh, yeah. It was, like, the night before that. So when, like, the show wasn't doing what it needed to do, and then I needed to go find some extra money, like, that I didn't have, like, it was a real motherfucker. That <laughs> um, sucks, man. Jesus. But it was a thing where my dad gave me his bat that he used to have for, like, if something like that happened. Sure, sure. And I remember, there. and I remember when... <laughs> We heard it because we had our, uh, I think her cousin's cat with Allie, and like they went ape shit. Yeah. And so I was like, what? The, what? Like, I thought maybe they knocked something over because you hear glass breaking. So you're Wait, like, so what? you were in the house when this yeah, happened? Yeah, we, we had just gone to bed. And we're oh. like, what the fuck? And then I come out naked because I sleep naked. Sure. And then, like, oh, that hog. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was a thing, though, that I joked with Bridget, and this is why I was laughing. I go, I feel like if someone were to come into my house next time, I'm just going to start wiggling my dick around oh, yeah. and just confuse them Baby with my nudity. Just, fucking... just be like, are you here? I'll fuck you up. <laughs> and then when people are like, what is... Uh, and I'll just fucking throw the bat at them or something. In that moment, though, did you wish you had something? No, no. Really? I just walked out. I just walked out there. I was like, like I walked out cautiously, but right. I just... I don't know. Like, I mean, Put it this way. Like, again, this is like a, semant- a semantics, but like, what if there was a guy standing there? Would you like? I can say like, naked wrestling. Here's the story. I mean, I mean, for what it's worth, like, I don't. It's been twenty fucking years since this, but it's like, 
I used to play sports. I played football. I wrestled. I so it's you, like I know you wrestled. I so it's wrestled, like yeah. I know that I could probably do enough to try to do something. And at the absolute worst, here's the thing: I know the lad on my house. They don't. So That's if they're fair. in my kitchen, there is a fucking knife set right at the end that they're probably not at. Right. Or there's other things I can grab. Oh look, there's um, a stairway. <laughs> Yeah. So it's one so of those things like, like <laughs> I have always learned use your environment around you. Like another quick story to kind of showcase where my mind goes in these situations. Yeah. I remember when I lived in Kalamazoo, I used to go to Up and Under all the time. Yeah. And there was a chick that I randomly ran into years after I worked at the strip club. And she was like, Hey, how are you doing? Da, 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 da. And her boyfriend was there and her and I were like just getting along, drinking, having a good time. And it was Totally platonic. Yeah, but yeah. this dude was like one of those, like, yeah, yeah, my yeah. girl. Yeah. Oh, and my I remember, favorite kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, and then she went to the bathroom. We're playing a game Dick of pool. Watchers yep, yep. And he was like, he seemed like a real smart ass. And I was like, okay. And then he was like, you ever get into a lot of fights because you just, like, run your mouth and shit? And I was like, I yeah. go, and I go, mm. I already hate this guy. I don't yeah, fuck and I just, is. like, I and him. he's, like, across the pool table from me. And, like, I'm about to break, so I have the cue ball and I have my, the cue in my hand. Yeah. And I go, no. And he was like, you ever been in a fight? And I go, no, not really. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what would you do if you were getting in a fight? And I go, what's the situation? He goes, right here, right now. And I go, right here, right now. And he goes, yep, because I know where this is going. Yeah, he's and then I'm like, escalating this. I go, yeah, not- so right here, right now. That yeah. is the scenario. And he goes, yep. And I go, oh, well, I go, yeah. I would throw this cue at the person. And then when they go to obviously recoil away from it, I'd fucking hit the shit out of them with this cue, this pool cue, yeah. stomp on them, and then I just leave because I know I'm getting kicked out. Yeah. And like that would be it. And then I just go, but that's a hypothetical, right? And I slam the fucking cue ball down, and I go, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, he, and then like she comes back out because we were at the pool table right next to the bathroom, and then right. he was like, she was like, hey, how are you guys doing? And I'm like, oh good, we're about to break. I go, unless there's <laughs> unless there's something else that we need to discuss or anything. And the guy's like, no, no, we're good. And I go, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just like one of those things where it's like That's why I love I yeah. I'm not a fighter. Like I know that like I need to do something that's going to inflict damage quickly. So I, like but I if was, someone puts you in the your corner, puts you in a corner. You're sure. like, well, I'm gonna do I'll whatever do I need to do to the fuck like out. Like, like, yeah, exactly. you know, like I was telling, there was an altercation at, at Anchor recently, yeah. and I was, I don't know if I told you this, Wait, but like, was this yes, the one on yes, yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it was a thing like having worked door there. And I'm not like I would have people who are like you're the door guy, and I'm like yep, and they're like what I would are you love gonna to do? Smack those people! I'm like you have no idea who the f- hell yeah. you're dealing with. But like, yeah. and a lot of times I go, it's I not miss, me you I have to worry you. about. It yeah. is literally everybody else in yep. here, and I'm basically saving you from them. And yes. there has been an instance where like I told someone that, and then they got their fucking ass whooped by everybody. And I go, tried to tell you, can't tell you how many times at Mulligans I've seen people like try to test like Henry or Ira sure, or sure. freaking dude. Yeah, leader. Oh yep. my god! Le- when they deal with leader, I was like, "That's a fucking caveman." Yeah, like that dude is but the guy. Yeah, it was a thing. And that's like, no disrespect to who he is. Like, no, 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 no. You're literally you're about to get your ass He's beat just down. the guy. It, those are just no the guys that it's yep. like they're not boastful. They're not trying to say they're kick ass because they want to. They're saying you'll go. This is not a good decision for yeah. you. I'm trying to help you make you from up. yourself. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and a person like you goes like, "Listen, like, I'm I'm not doing this to be like." Big dick swinging. I'm telling you, if you keep doing this, there's other gentlemen around me that'll hurt, hurt yeah. you. Yeah. Like, real bad. Yeah. Don't make me leave. And, like, the, the thing bar. I learned, yeah, the exactly. thing I thought of after sitting in a bar for a long time where I was like, if yeah. I needed to do something, like, what could I do? Yeah. Like, given that I'm not as tall as most people. Yeah. And the one thing I came up with is I was like, just to really put the fear in someone, but also control the, the whole situation from this point forward. Yeah. 
most people are sitting in those tall bar stools. Yep. Yeah. I would grab them by their shoulders, hold on to their clothing, oh, yeah. push them back into the chair so at least I can control them so they don't smack their head and yeah, fucking good die. Call, good call. I go, then they're probably so afraid because they just fucking just that oh, happened. Yeah, lost I go, her, yeah, then I go, counts. we're cool. Yeah. And as soon as they either want to start something, I've got leverage and I can just fucking ground and pound. Yeah. And control it a lot more. Yeah. Or they're probably going to realize, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just be like, we're done. And yeah, it's like, I, I didn't I have to do much. And it also limits, because in a bar like that, you're so close to, like, if you try to swing on someone, like, there's too many people. Oh, yeah. It's like, such a, sh- it's such the, a like, narrow That I feel like at like, least, like, the chair might hit someone's leg, but yeah. the collateral damage will be minimal. Oh, yeah. And so, like, it's things like that where, like, that's where my brain goes, where I'm like, okay. I need to do inflict as much damage or I need to do something very impactful very quickly. How can I do it? Right. It's kind of, it's interesting you say that, but it's when the, I've had those moments at the anchor and before it happens, like there's something in my brain that goes, I need to watch this. And, yep. and then I like literally in my brain is like this, 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 and this is what's going to happen if that yep. goes down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure as shit, that's what happens. Yeah, 100%. 100%. All, all Over time. the bar. All the time. All the time. Yep. Um... My last one? Yeah. Oh. We're under, or did you not answer? You I didn't own? answer my okay. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. I, I just didn't know if he was finished yet. Yep, go ahead. Okay. Yep. So it's it's something I, I the reason, and the reason I asked the question is because it's something I wrestle with. Because a bear? I, Once? What? <laughs> I wrestle with a bear. He said, well, so, he said I, yes. <laughs> I, I, read, I, did, I say that a lot too, actually. That's one of my favorite Gary Busey lines. Um, I wrestle with a bear once. So I, I do wrestle with that question because as a gun owner and someone who's um, pro gun, I guess. I don't know, but more on the side of be a responsible gun owner. Yeah, you know, sure. and just there's no reason for you to own a weapon of any sorts if you're not going to train with it and you know how to use it properly. That's the truth. Clean it, you know, all that. Yeah, stuff. learn. Um, learn. Yeah. I mean, that's when, when I bought my first pistol. Um, I went out with a friend and he showed me how to clean it and everything. We we you know went through rounds and all that yep. and it's like as an owner I think you just, you just don't buy a gun because you want to be a badass because you want to exactly. be so and so from said music video or said movies or right. you know yeah um, you know I, I grew up with it you know yeah. that was something that was normal for me yeah um, you know my stepdad did his best to teach me Yep. Uh, you know, ruined hunting for me because he was didn't do that properly. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah but yeah. But so I, I think about that, and I think about that more so now, given our current climate in the city and the stupid shit that's happening. Right. Um, you know. And I'm like, could I actually do that? Uh, and it, and it, and my brain goes exactly where yours does. Yeah. Yes, I could. Yeah. Um. But how would you deal with it? In the well, aftermath? how would I yeah. deal with it emotionally? Yeah. After the fact, after knowing that, that yeah. I took someone's life, defending my life. Right. Because everyone thinks it's going to be because like, you're oh. still going to deal with that. Like we weren't. Yeah. We weren't created to do things like that. No. No. We you know, we weren't meant to it's be. It's in our people nature, but it's war. like yeah, right. it's, it's in our nature, but but it's like. That's the reason why we have PTSD, and before that was shell shocked, and before that it was right, exactly. war exhaustion. It was like. All of us. You see the horrors of war, and, and ev- you, yeah, ugh. yeah, yeah. You can go I don't back. Know if I could, seven thousand years. Either. Yeah, like <laughs> that's you, just 
I just think about that. I think about that scene and I think I would try to just shoot someone like in a non-lethal way, like below the knee, like. Well, then you have to just deal with the the the, the aspect the of stand your ground law and stuff like that, where it's like if you don't. Well, if it's below the knee, it's not attempted murder. No, 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 no. That's not where I'm getting at. Oh, okay. Then there's the 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 aspect of. I'm gonna sue you for shooting. Yep. Shit, shot in your own house. Da da da. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like that bus driver who fucking shot the guy who tried shooting him, and then he lost his job and is being sued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's, it's like they actually say shit. it's better just. This sounds bad, but it's like it's better just to shoot that motherfucker and kill him because then it's like they broke into your house. Ask for permission. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You're good. Yep. <laughs> um, Stand your ground. But I, I think of that scene in um, Saving Private Ryan. Where that German just takes the knife. Oh, and he's saying, house. stop, stop, stop. Like, I don't want... Like, and he just plunges it. And he's actually... And he's talking so, like... it's. He's almost... I don't know what he says in German, but it sounds like he's saying, like, it's okay. It's okay. And he's just, like... Yeah. He's burying it into him. Like, and I'm, I like, think, I'm just going to fucking kill you. God, like, how could you live ugh. with that? I couldn't... I don't know. There was, like, and, and like John said, that's a more... Intimate thing. Like, yes, there was someone I You're talked to. Right in their fucking face. There was someone I talked to, and I'm only bringing this up just because I thought it was so interesting. There was someone I talked to on my podcast that lives over in over in like Germany and shit. We got to talking about the differences of how we live culturally yeah. between oh, like, yeah. different countries and so forth. Hundred percent. And so at one point, I just kind of asked. I was like, "Here's a weird question. Don't have to answer it if you don't want to, because I know it's it's a weird one, but it just literally popped in my head, and I think it's interesting. Do you have people who are not like Holocaust deniers over there?" And she was like, well, what do you mean? And I go, well, like, here, there's people who don't believe the Holocaust happened, that it's a, a conspiracy. And she was like, no. And then, like, it kind of, like, blew her mind. But, like, she goes, there is a guy who was a Nazi, and he is telling this, like, story, like, yeah, I was an SS person, but I didn't, I didn't kill anyone. I didn't do any bad things. And I'm like, there's no fucking way. Yeah, there's no way. Like, there's no way that you You were didn't. an SS, like, elite. Yeah. Your like, job no. was to go around. Right. That was their whole freaking like, purpose. But, yeah, like, exactly. yeah, but, like, that's his narrative now is that he's like, yeah, I was in it, but I didn't do any bad I'm things. Sure he's I'm dead like, by now. No, I think, uh, I think there was a pseudo documentary about him or something she was saying. But, oh, like, wow. it just was, like, an interesting thing, like to think about how like yeah. like revisionist history like because I'm looking at it like there's so much of our history where people try to rewrite it and like and I want to know how Germany <laughs> writes that too how does Germany well, so well, that's I why like I asked that, the question I was like know? do you like, have well, people who deny that it happened even totally though you're literally there yeah they have a whole Holocaust memorial right no, I understand. In that. Germany, yeah, yes. they, they yeah. to remember what yeah. they did. Which yeah. I heard people Germans like if you're in Germany, you, you don't really bring up Hitler. No. Like you just don't. Like, they it's, they it's are not they a are thing. very like, anti-Nazi. Yeah, it's illegal to it's oh, illegal yeah. to own paraphernalia. To, to own yeah. a, anything that has a swastika. Yeah. Fair, yeah. Which is weird that there's like people who actually want to like find that shit and like yeah. Made a, it's which, not illegal to own it in other countries. It's just illegal to. Have it, yeah. have it in, in Germany. Germany. You know, yeah, I get that. I get that. I mean, I, it's just got to be such a crazy thing to have that big of a stain on a country. You know, through well, probably not, you, probably not through most of the civilians that live there too. Like they right. didn't have anything to do with it. You know, it was all the Gestapo and well, I mean, Hitler and the even upper, looking at like Oppenheimer right now being out in theaters right. where it's like you're. I don't want to say you're celebrating one of the like greatest tragedies, but like right now there's a movie that it's like oh it's doing great numbers and you're like. Ugh. Ugh. I mean, like he we made we, the worst weapon ever made. We, like, <laughs> so, and like I understand the humanity, yeah. the humanity just, aspect of yeah. that, but like it's still sometimes when I see like oh, I know how we, see it? I just got out of I that know, movie. I know, I figured, and All I right. want to see well, it. But we should talk about that next time. Yeah. Actually, I'm actually going to go see it this uh, next this week. This week I need to go see it. Okay, bring some one to ten. Okay, one in ten. Don't, don't don't talk anything about it. Just one in ten, so I can go 
feel like I'm gonna see it. It's probably a ten. Hundred percent. Especially since well, it's, it's Nolan. Yeah, Nolan did it. Yeah. Ludwig Gorenson did the soundtrack. Awesome. I'm yeah. gonna go see it next week. Dude, it's yeah. I'm excited. So everyone, dude, it hasn't gotten at least that I've seen a negative review. Yeah. Everyone's just like, this is amazing. All right, yeah. so all right, last questions. Go, John. Okay. This is a deep one. I know it's gonna be. Mine's not that. Hey, I'm getting one last drink of whiskey. So deep. What's Thank been you. the biggest <laughs> obstacle that you've had to overcome about yourself to be a better you? I kind of already touched on this. I know. Fear. But I, I, like, but, but, as soon but, as you but, asked your question, I was like, mm, let me expand on it though. Um, also, is being what we were talking about with uh, God. This uh, I can actually connect all these. Where it's like how people perceive me and whom I know who I am, and then my greatest like navigator that I hate about myself is fear. But through that, I found this is like. You know, in our other episodes where I said, like, you know, like, where people are like, yeah, fuck ICP. And I was like, yeah, fuck those guys. And, like, I didn't want to feel like I was, like, hated by other people or not included. And then it also became where it's like, it became this repetition of that. I, I felt like I was almost being a fraud. Right. Yep. To, to both people. To them, because I was lying, because I wasn't saying honestly that I, and then also to myself, because like I knew it wasn't true. So I would say, but to come back around to the question that made me a better person, I think the number one thing is that the most, the, the, the worst thing a, a, a human being can possibly do is not just be comfortable with who you are and who you are not. Yeah. It's okay to not be a daredevil. It's okay not to be the fucking badass. It's okay to be a person that cries at movies. It's okay to be a person that gets in touch with your inner whatever the fuck. You know, it's like I, I, I true self. Yeah, true self and whatever. And it's like your so actual yeah. Feelings. But I would say feelings. that the only thing that's left, I would say that 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 is not getting me to like the. 1000% true me is that 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 catalyst that one thing that does pull you back never 100% goes away mm-hmm. fear is always going to be in my life it's the same thing when I tell people well it's like oh you used to be an anxious person oh I'm anxious like oh dude like how are you coping with it? do you take pills do you do this and I go no no I got over it I, I conquered it and they go like conquered it and I go like I go it's the dumbest thing but it's like I've read this book called The Necronomicon, and it's not The Necronomicon from H.R. <laughs> Giger. It's actually The, Necronomic- the Necronomicon... Uh, Wait, Giger? H.R. Uh, Giger, who did, like, alien movies and stuff like that. He I thought did- we were talking about The Evil Dead. Oh, no, well, that that's... They that's hi- a- hijacked that for, like, The Book of the Dead, which actually... It's Wait, so they hijacked that from Giger? <clears throat> yeah. I have no idea. That's freaking... Isn't that crazy? Ah! Yeah, and it's, it's just All an right. art book. Yeah. But... What he but there's a there's a line in this book, <laughs> not the H.R. Giger one, but this like it's like a poetry. Right. And it says you need to embrace the dark facets of yourself like a lover. Mm. Is that take in those bad moments, take in the dark and take in those mm-hmm. insecurities you have and know that guess what? They're not going anywhere. You can push them out, you can mask them, you can show the world that that's not who you are fine but they're still going to sit there they're going to sit at that table of all your other personality traits yep. so I made this moment and again it, was, it wasn't until like my late 30s maybe my, maybe my mid or late 30s but that I sat down with myself if it will and I said hey anxiety 
And he's like, <laughs> and I go, you're not good. Yeah, that's, right? that's, that's a good impression, I like that. right? <laughs> and that's I go like, like yeah, right. I go like, I go, you're not going anywhere. And he goes, no. And I said, well, guess what? Your voice at this table isn't going to be as heard as the rest of these voices. Right. Because you've done nothing good for me. And it goes, okay, fear, you've done some things good for me because you keep me heightened. You keep me aware of myself. I go, but there's things that you say to me that are poison and they're wrong. Yep. And so that's what I did. And I'm making this analogy of like, there's all these different temperaments to you that are constantly talk to you and say sometimes good things to you, but predominantly the worst ones say the worst things to you. So out of that, like the better me is that I drowned out what, what became the better me is I drowned out those voices that were trying to tell me I wasn't a good person or that I sucked or I was this and that. Not that I'm not aware of my faults. I, ha- right. I still have them. But, yeah, I just, yeah. I, I, I try to quiet the voices and try to be my own best friend um, on those, those constant voices that are always there that tell you that you're, you're not as good as you could be. And they're wrong. They're wrong. Yeah. What was the question again? <laughs> what obstacles... Yeah, the uh, yeah have what obstacles okay. that, that I just want to make sure that made you a better yeah what obstacles did you what's been the biggest obstacle you've had to overcome about yourself to, to be, be a better, better person you? yeah yeah be a better person getting out of the way God I'm glad I didn't, I didn't deter that bad all right good I, I didn't deter that bad I've been getting out of the way of myself really yeah what do you I, mean by that what do you mean by getting out of your way because some well and it goes back to a lot of what you're saying you know there's ego there's fear I mean you're always going to have fear but what is that you know like you say what is that fear speaking into you like right. what, are you, what is your subconscious saying what, what is your you know what has your past dictated right to cause these anxieties or fears and all these other emotions right um, I think the biggest thing for me and this was like years ago um because I've dealt with a lot of fear in my life. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, fear of oh, not having a, a family, not having uh, my dad. Like, yeah. I came to a point <clears throat> um, last year that I've just been fatherless my whole life. I've ha- I have my dad. Yeah. But he's never been there as a dad. I know it's weird. It's weird to say that because I, I, I love I love my dad. Yeah, because yeah. he's not physically here. In he's the not city. there. He's we don't right. He. I mean, my parents. How often do you talk to your dad? Well, now it's now it's more often than not. Okay. But okay. you know, as a child growing up. Oh, gotcha. You know, gotcha. What I'm oh, like, you're, you're saying like the arc. I of just your fa- the, had yeah, no yeah, father, and my yeah, stepdad yeah. desired to be this dad, but he failed miserably. Right. I love the guy dearly, uh, and he did a great job. I mean, I can look back and. There are th- certain things that he influenced in my life. Sure, sure. But he just, unfortunately, never came through on other things that I needed as a son. Sure. You know. Yeah. Um, but I think that aside, um, I don't know why I went on that tangent. No, but, no, it's- um, Like, really, there was this moment I read this book. Because um, I, I was burned badly at one point <laughs> in a relationship. Yeah, and I just refused to date anybody yeah. because I was too scared to. Sure. And I read this book, and uh, by this author who was a Christian, um, or I think was at the time, or is it? I don't know if they where they stand now, but 
Yeah. Um, and they said, God loves us so much, he risks loving us every day, even though we fall down on our face and this and that. Right. Why shouldn't we risk to love? Sure. Yeah. And it really, like, kicked me in the dick. Yeah, I was like, 100%. For 10 years, yeah. I did not date anybody because of this one relationship. Yeah. And it ruined me. I don't, and I don't know why. Like, I look back now, I go, I can't even remember. That's, they, they call that the, 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 the insanity of love complex, where it's like you legitimately, like, you have to be a little insane to get back in a relationship again. Absolutely. You fall in love. Because Absolutely. imagine this. Yes. It's like you, you, you put all your eggs in the basket. You tell someone you love, love them. You, 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 you do everything in your power to make that person yep. feel what you feel and affect and whatever, and then it doesn't work out. Sometimes not horrifically, but most times it's not great, especially if you both loved each other, right? Yeah. And then after all that disintegrates and dismantles, you have to turn around and whatever amount of time you need to heal and then go back out there and be like, oh, I'm ready to take that horrific chance again. Yeah. And it's, again, and you think like that's insanity. It's like, well, but you have to do those things because here's the thing, what's the alternative? You're alone. Right. You want to be alone? I, I used to say I was a loner. I want to say to people who say they're loners, you're a fucking fraud. Thank no you. No one's a loner. No one. Even if you, like, here's the thing. I prefer a lot of times my solitude. I like it. But I never want to be alone for weeks and weeks and weeks. Not talking, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's we, like, as, as human beings, as we human need beings, that yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we need, need that. We desire we need, that. Exactly. And it's like, that is what is the, I don't know. It's like, again, I get it. There's a trade-off where it's like, okay, now you have this person in your life and yep. you have responsibility to them and you need to make them. And there's going to be times where it's like, you want to do this, but they want to do that. You have to find a compromise. I get it. I get it. But it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, do you want to be alone or do you want to find somebody to share those memories with? Because even the friends and the family, especially your family, like, yep. you know, like your father's still around. My, my father died. And it was one of those things mm -hmm. where it was like, I didn't have the close relationship with my father. But the poignant memories that I have with him are so much more vivid in my brain now that he's gone. And it makes me sad that I didn't make more of them. Yeah. No, you know? I, I'm, I feel you. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that to say, though, like, that really, like, shook me. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, wow, I'm sort of selfish at this point, too, because right. I'm not. Or you shut that part of you down that right. wanted to make the, the leap. Because, you know, there were times like, yeah, but, you know, I got burned last time and this and that. And, and then what was great about that, I read, I'd read that, that. And that's the one thing that, out of that whole book, that's the one thing that stuck with me. It still sticks with me today, um, obviously. Excuse me, but. Shortly thereafter, I did. I got into a relationship with a woman. It didn't last but six months, but it was great. Yeah. Um, but I really thought, you know, six months, I was like, yeah, we're going to get married. And we break up. <laughs> I was like, cool. <clears throat> um, awkward. Oh, man. <laughs> I, it's, fun, I have, it's a funny tattoo story, but you tattooed me shortly after that. Oh. Um, breakup. Oh, shit. Um, which resulted in an awkward transition of this, this, this tattoo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The purity and honor. Or as Mike Mellon, That's right. Mike That's Mellon right. says, uh, is that what you named your balls? 
It's like, no. That's a great name for one man's dust. It's pure, right? Purity and honor. honor. Okay. But. And your shaft is the hammer. Um, the ga- Or the gavel. That would be better. Gavel, right. The gavel. Purity, honor. This court is inside. I the judgment. <laughs> But, don't fill me now. <laughs> but like, better luck than pale. But had I not had I not read that, I don't know where I'd be in relationships with moving forward. You know, yeah. would I still be stuck? Would I still be, you know, the makeout bandit I was then? Right. Because the, all I did was make out with women. Yeah. And get a little promiscuous. Right. Um, but that really like helped me move forward and overcome that obstacle. Um. And side note, that whole tattoo. I don't know if you remember this, but this was really embarrassing for me. Mm. Um, and if you remember this, cool. If not, thank God. Yeah. I, I went to pay. Do you remember this? It's the first time you tattooed me. Okay. Was that a Magnum? I yeah, assume? at Magnum. Yeah. Yeah. So you had to send that shitty chair. And I knew. <laughs> Worst chair ever. Like I knew. The dungeon so, chair. And I knew everybody at the at the shop. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I would. I Jamie and I dated briefly. Yeah, yeah. And that. Anyways, and so he's tattooing me. It gets done. I go to pay, and someone goes, you're going to charge him? And I was like, uh, this is really awkward. And Chris is like, this is, and they're like, this is Rush. Like, you don't charge. <gasps> oh, wow. I don't remember that. Dude, I was so embarrassed. And <laughs> Honestly, I, I bet you my response, probably because I was at Magnum so rare. I might have been like. Oh, it was I'm like you were you just gotten there. Yeah, I probably was probably like, oh, I didn't know. Like, I just thought I, I mean, because like, I knew you, but it was one of those like I, you know, like even my best friends. I mean, I'm gonna charge you a, something. I mean, you, you, know? just, you just charged me the minimum. Yeah, yeah. For a, for a two piece tattoos. Yeah, yeah, across. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're I was just like awkward. That is awkward. And you're like, yeah, it's cool, but don't worry about it. I was like, I owe you. I think I still owe you. <laughs> I think you bought me enough drinks over the years. That's I think, fair. I, I think we're good. I think we're, I <laughs> but I was like, man, awkward, awkward moment. Right, but so. needless to say, I've moved forward even even after that breakup, which yeah. was a huge risk for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had many relationships. I've had one of the worst relationships I was ever in. in yeah. Twenty thirteen. Oh, I remember that one. Most toxic. Yeah. I was sitting we, at the we, bar, Devani, <laughs> with her. Oh my god, uh, and just yeah. watching you two, like just the. I, I don't remember all yeah. the semantics, but like the fight and your face was just like. I remember, I remember your commentary after too, like, yo, yeah. And it yeah, was, I was I was like, Rush, I yeah. love brother. That, that that's not that's not. It right. worked itself out. Yeah, that's that's that. I don't think that's your chick, man. <laughs> no. So anyway. all right. So is this? Wait, I, I don't. I have to I, answer the question now. Okay. Okay. Yep. And this was your first. This is my last one. Wait, there's, there's, okay, okay, there's, yep. okay. So we're moving okay. to the last question now. Yeah, no, wait, that was my last question. No, no, question. This, is, this is, he's answering his last question. Oh, copy, copy. I have one more, and then you have, have one more, more and, then, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. Um, I feel like in, it, it's funny throughout this, like, whole time we've been, we've been doing this. Like, it, I don't know if either of you two have felt this or noticed this, but it's funny how, like, sometimes being in the succession of the line of when you're going to answer, you're like, oh, that's part of my answer, that's part of my answer, but the answer is different because right. it's, it's me yeah, yeah, yeah. and I have my own experiences. Sure. So like as you were kind of talking about getting out of your own way, like I think one of the biggest obstacles for me was overthinking. Um, mm. Oh, yeah. And I've talked yeah. about this on the podcast. I think I have probably have told you both this, this story, but I'll kind of go a little bit further with it because I think it's important, kind of like Rush was just saying with, with his story because of what it's allowed him to learn about himself and 
moving forward uh, to to be like you know the question I asked like to be a better you. Um, something for me was that I always like struggled with overthinking. Like my mind just goes uh, and it just doesn't stop, um, which has led to like a lot of over drinking and shit like that. Because I just I also don't sleep very well without something. Sure. Um, and I remember the day of the Capitol riot. Um, I had someone that was a, a fan of the podcast. I don't reach out to me and basically say they're going to kill themselves and they don't live anywhere near here. They live in another country. And I just felt so burdened by this, this information. And That's it was like shortly after like my uncle died and like right. my friend Megan died. And I was mm-hmm. like, I just, I can't, <laughs> I was like, I don't have any more like bandwidth for this. Yeah. Um, and I remember like Understandable. doing with that, doing three episode intro outros for a podcast, like the podcast with my co-host. And I was like, something's like after crying for like 20 minutes, like I can't fucking do this. Like I just went to a funeral and all I had to do was like, all I can think of was like, I need to take time off work. I need to get back home. I need to do all this shit. No one's giving me information. Like we just don't deal with, we don't have time to deal with trauma. Um, and so eventually after dealing with this, I was like, I just don't have the bandwidth. And, and like, there's something wrong with me that I can just like go into customer ser- service mode, basically, which is what right. the podcast kind of is. We're like, and welcome to this episode. And, da, 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 da. and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> that I went and sought out therapy the next day. I was like, I, that was the trigger for me. that I was like, I need to go to therapy to deal with this. Cause like, there's something clearly that I identify as being wrong. Mm-hmm. And therapy has like been the greatest thing like I didn't go for very long but like we addressed a lot of shit and eventually like the thing that was interesting was that I needed to like set boundaries like A I need to like stop solving hypothetical what ifs because they Mm. don't fucking happen Mm -hmm. so deal with what's happening in front of you Mm. and and address it and then move forward, like move forward with that wisdom right there. Yep. And one hundred percent true. Yep. Right there. The yep. other thing that therapy don't ended ever up, deal with the what ifs. No, and the, the other thing that therapy taught me was that I need to start setting boundaries yep. for myself, mm-hmm. for other people, relationships, and so forth. Yep. And I think the hardest thing, and I've, it's so wild because the things I say on my podcast exist. So what I'm about to say is, this person can fucking hear this but I've never said this to this person. So like in the last handful of years, my parents have found religion and it's become sort of a sore point between them and me Mm -hmm. where like my dad kind of essentially tries to recruit me into this. this And like I did like a three hour conversation over like a Skype call where I watched this fucking video he sent to me and I had questions. I I started breaking things down. And then at the end he was like, well, I guess I, like I guess at the end of the day, it just boils down. Do, do you believe? And I was like, I mean, currently for me right now, no. Yeah. And then he was like, Well, that's sad. And I go, and then he kind of still like, it was one of those things where I was like, my point of doing it was this is the last straw. Like, here's my boundary. I'll do this, and we'll talk about it yep. in depth. Yeah. And if you and I still don't come to the same outcome, which we probably will not, right? Then I'm done. And yeah. here's my fucking boundary. And, like, I haven't told my dad that this is why I don't go to go see them. I don't really talk to them that often because it always comes up and I just don't want to fucking deal with it. That's fair, man. But I do feel like I was given some information about, like, why we fucking moved here randomly, like, uprooted my whole life. And it was not what my I had been told my whole life. Yeah. And it was something I remember, like, we went to my aunt's house, and even my fucking uncle, who barely talks oh, yeah, about anything. Oh, yeah, came out of Delaware. That's yeah. right. And I remember, like, at, randomly out of nowhere, it was like, oh, we're selling our house that we just bought and had made for us, like, two years ago. Like, we're moving. Right. And it's like, what the <laughs> fuck? And 
my aunt was like, oh, this is what was happening. And then, like, my uncle, who barely ever talks about shit, was like, oh, I thought you knew. And I'm like, motherfucker, you knew? And then, like, I talked to, like, my other aunt and uncle, and, like, they all knew. And then I got more information about some shit where I'm like, man, like, I don't think the perception that I have gotten or the understanding of who my parents, I'll at least say my dad, because I don't want to throw it on my mom because I think she still is pretty good by, by and large. Yeah. But the person I have learned my dad is, yeah. isn't someone that I really like. Mm-hmm. But I also, not to be subservient to him, I have learned that I understand that they are people. Yeah. And they were young people yep. thrown into different situations and I can't judge them on the decisions that they have made to yep. to get to where they are now. Right. You don't but, see him yeah, the parental figure kind of dissolves and you just see him as human yeah, beings. And, yeah. I don't think they give uh, again, I'll say my dad. I don't think my dad gives me that same fairness. Mm, I think he still he, looks at you like a Yep, because there are times where, like when we disagree he's like, Well as your father and it's like, No no no, that's no, not no, the no, trump no. card you get to pull out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. I think something no that way. has Yeah. You, I you think you can't make this like. Yes, so you are my dad, but me. I yeah. also yeah. am an adult. Thank yeah, you yeah very exactly. Much. Yep. So I think the like thing that was my greatest that. obstacle was understanding that my parents are people, or I'll again focus it back onto my dad. My dad is a person, and I think that he has made some decisions in his life that he's not happy with, he's not proud of, and that through whatever things he does to deal with it, religion is the band aid that fixes all these things right. because of a multitude of things. But I think the biggest thing that has allowed me to be a better me is understanding that I can set my boundaries. Mm-hmm. Not only if I can set them with him and them, yeah. then I can do it with everyone else and I can be a better me because I'm not wasting energy and shit that like makes me do the what ifs Fuck right. yeah, man. and the mental gymnastics of all these things. Good and it's a thing where I, I feel like those that go to therapy and have to go to therapy all the time because yeah. they are have that much things they need to unwrap. Yeah. Like, I don't discredit that. I'm like thankful that I was able to and even with my therapist at the time was like, I think you're good. I think you have the tools and everything you need to do to, to move forward. Yeah. Um, but it is a thing where I I will at any chance I can, I will champion someone going to therapy to yeah. work through their shit because 100%. it will get you, you through man. your mm-hmm. obstacles to become the you. better you. Hell yeah. Um, I, I agree with that. I wasn't. Yeah. Uh, side note, I, well, I was in therapy at one point um, after dealing with uh, suicide and yep. another death and everything else years ago. I think this is just before you moved to town, actually, to start oh, your master's. Oh, no. But it, it, didn't, it didn't last long, and it was very weird. Sometimes I would want to go back to see someone else because um, they were like, write out your story. Da-da-da-da. That's why I like better help. I was like, okay, but I still I, there it was a lot of help um, in different aspects. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with going to counseling and figuring your shit out. No, because if you don't, you don't get better and you don't improve uh, your life and whatever else. Absolutely, boundaries are absolutely important. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, so second to last question. No, last question. Your last question. Well, I'm the last question. No, this. No, I got. I know you're saying now. You are the second to last. Sorry, I thought you were saying your second to last. I I have one, and then you have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, all right. So, this is a. I want to keep this one succinct because I want to get to Rush's last question, but in a very short way, tell me a secret that 
most people would never expect. Hmm. All right, got it. A secret about yourself. People are going to the bathroom. Rush is on the phone. I'm typing out your question. Oh. Tell me a secret that most people wouldn't expect. Yeah. Something about you. Something that... It doesn't have to be a dark. It doesn't have to be, like, sad. It can be happy, whatever. But, like, a know. secret that people wouldn't expect that you have about yourself. Because mine is... Mine's stupid. Mine's, like, kind of... Yeah. Mine's, uh... I'll... I'll like, while you're thinking, I'll, I'll tell you mine. Because it's... it's, it's uh, it's kind of stupid. <laughs> oh. So I am one of those people that it's like, I like, um, I'm a kind of a foodie a little bit, I like to eat and all that type of yes. stuff. So like I've, I've tried so many restaurants. I'm never the guy that's like, Oh, I don't want to eat that. Or, Oh, I don't like this. Like I, wherever, like I, I don't mind. I definitely have my routine of like places that right, I eat, but for sure. I like, if someone's like, Hey, you want to try this really good? And we're in that town or that city. I'm like, yeah, let's go. And like, but <laughs> I have this thing I like to do probably once a month where I go to the mall, the Woodland Mall, and I get really shitty mall Chinese food. And I go back to my place. I sit down. I put on YouTube videos, and I call it (laughs) chipmunk eating where I just stuff as much food as I can in my mouth, and I make my cheeks puff out, and then I slowly chew and (laughs) Fucking amazing. It's stupid, man. It's so dumb. Oh. It's a secret that people like go, why? I'm like, I don't know. I just, I enjoy it. It makes, it makes my brain feel happy because I just, because it, it, it's got the, the, um, uh, is it GMO? GMO is that, or what do they put in the, oh, um, or am I saying that wrong? Is it GMOs? No, G- GMO is genetically, genetically modified, um, uh, oh, they put, MS, they, MSGs. MSGs. Thank you. Yeah. God, GMOs. MSGs. And I just was like, it, it tastes so fucking good, and I do that, yeah. But that's that's kind of my like weird secret. That I don't know if I have any weird. Oh, yeah, uh, for John, who just joined oh, yeah, back yeah. with us, is Come that <laughs> I said I was like, oh, mine is stupid. Mine's like I love to go to like mall Chinese places, get a big to go thing, and then I go what I call chipmunking, where I go down and I watch put YouTube on, and I stuff my face full of food, and then I slowly chew it and swallow it. It's like it's stupid. It's just it's a secret that somebody like go, he does what? Yeah, he chipmunks. He loves it. Yeah, no, yeah that, that's fine. So again, it can be dark or it can be just funny or I don't I don't care. Like just a secret that I, man. you wouldn't think other people would would think that you had that secret. Because everyone's got like a I mean I guess I I don't know if I'd Make it a secret, uh, or if, I mean, I guess no one would know this. I mean, I have s- other things I can't really divulge. Yeah. Um, but like, I like I can't think of like I would love to think of something funny. Like I have a secret. Like I do this. <laughs> it's just like a weird thing. I also um, had a speech impediment when I was a kid. Same. Yeah. I'd uh, I I couldn't say, but it was weird. I I couldn't say s's yep. correctly. Well, because of my cleft lip. Well, yeah, cleft lip. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was like speech therapy. Yeah, mine because my teeth, like uh, my baby teeth, didn't come out fast teeth? enough. When you chipmunk, yeah, it's all chipmunking exactly. <laughs> but I used to do like I used I used to say like ethiv ethiv like that would put my tongue. So I had to like it was stupid. It, 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 it was in third yeah, grade. You had to learn. I had to, I had to go. I go. She simply snake. couldn't slide, slide down yeah. the snow. It's like I was just so rigid about you close your teeth like that because your tongue gets between your teeth. You go like that. Yep. Sylvester. Suckering fuckatash. Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, so anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so yeah, what, what was yours, man? Uh, 
I, I mean, I don't know. If, I mean, uh, well, if you don't have it, I mean, here's the great thing: we don't have to answer any question. We don't yeah. have one. Like, well, the thing too. is, like, like this. Would you like me to go and give you a little bit more time? I mean, I have what I want to say. It just, just like, say it. it. Just doesn't sound like it's a secret. Like, oh, I, you love Malory. We know that. But I, what's that? <laughs> you love Malory. We know that. Oh, you guys do? Yeah. <laughs> shit. Oh, All shit. Right. My secret's exposed. Uh, wait, can you get a bottle quick? No. Yeah, it's upstairs. It's perfect. Um, no, I, I would say this is definitely something most people wouldn't know, mm-hmm. is that I never had sex until I was 32. Wow. That is something I didn't know about you. I like to say 33, but it was definitely 32. Okay. Or maybe it was 33. I don't know. Either way. That's yeah. Good. I mean, Brad, man. So, I mean, I don't talk about my sex life anyway. No, 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 no. Why the fuck would you? No, I get that. This is none of your business. Yeah, that's that is though. That's currently a secret. non-existent. But no, no, no. But that's but but that is a secret. I think people. Well, I mean, your close friends. I know you were a pretty chase guy. I know you were a makeout man for a long. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I always loved Mac Mill or Mac Miller. Mac- <laughs> McDonald's. Mac, I Mac, like McDonald's. I like Mac, no, Mac Lethal had a song called I'm a Make Out Bandit. If you don't understand it, get your one night stand away from me. Yeah. And I was like, heck yeah. I just want to make out. Yeah, yeah. So I want I some booby touching, some kissing. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't want to. You're still a man. You still got, you know, um, desires, passion. Yep. So, yeah. So. Well, okay. So 32. Lost the V card. Love it. I, What's your job? I think because, like, I'm only going to say this because I think. From an outsider's perspective, I have so many people that talk about Bridget and I's relationship and like how like it gets kind of weird because some people are like, oh, I want your relationship. Like I want to find like what you guys have. And it's like, oh, well, it, it takes changing what you think you want. Because like if you if literally you would ask Bridget and I like, oh, did you expect like this to, to be, be with this person? Yeah, it's like, yeah, no. no. Um, and it's not like in a bad thing. It's just it's, we weren't looking for what we were looking for. Like right. she had just gotten out of a long term relationship. I was actually and this is my secret. I was still dating someone. Yeah. I was essentially cheating on my girlfriend with Bridget. Yeah. Even though we weren't really doing anything, like we like she would stay the night, we would maybe make out, but like that's it. But it's right. like it's still cheating because like right. I was forming an emotional bond with someone else. Right. And I talk all the time about how you know, I just if you're cheating, like just fucking get out of the relationship. Well, yeah. Like it's just not worth it. Just move on. And I remember because I, I often joke too. It's like, oh, or if get you're, rid if, of the if you're rela- cheating. Yeah, <laughs> it's like fucking figure it the fuck out. If your yeah. relationship is built on infidelity, essentially, yeah. then it's like, how strong is the foundation of that relationship? Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. I joke about that, but essentially, that is how my relationship to my wife, who I've been with for 13 years, started. Yep. Like, and there was a moment though where I realized, like, the relationship, because very much like you and both of you have kind of said throughout, like, the this episode and the last three or the other two. Where it's like I want to be a people person. I want to. I don't want anyone to not like me. Yeah. And I as remember, much as we can possibly help. Yeah. And I remember at one point it's like I'm in this relationship. I, I obviously like the person, but like just just the relationship isn't working. Yeah. And I had to break up with the person, and I was just like. And I remember Bridget came here one night, and I and also I'm terrible with directions. Um, I thought Holland was massively far away. <laughs> um, and she didn't even live in Holland. I just, from MySpace, I thought she lived in Holland and it was far away. She only lived like 20 minutes away. Yeah. But like my girlfriend I was dating lived five minutes away and I barely ever saw her. And Bridget one day was just like, I'm going to come hang out with you if you want. I'm going to bring some booze. Let's hang out. And I was like, fuck, you're randomly deciding to come hang out with me 
and the person I'm dating and have been dating for like a year won't even make time for me. So, and I remember thinking to myself, I was like, yep, peace out. This is deuces. I would rather be the bad guy and have someone hate me and see where this is going to go versus wondering what if. Yeah, hundred percent. Talking about like pivoting. That's a, I was just going to say yes, that's a exactly. that's a big pivot too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a thing where, and you found your wife. Through I, a, yeah, a but pivot. it's like it's through a kind of a shitty circumstance, and it's yeah. like I don't think people. Like, you know, Bridget and I are, are pretty transparent about that. She's like, oh, John was dating someone when I first met him. Right, right, right. But it, it's a thing where I think, I don't know, I I guess I, I, I kind of, when I think about it, it makes me feel like a hypocrite at times of being like, oh, don't cheat. But it's like, but kind of cheating is how I, I f- did, did everything, then it worked in my favor. Do as I say, not as I do. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's a secret that, like, most people probably wouldn't assume that I would do that because of yeah. my moral character that everyone knows. Oh, for sure. So I think like it's one of those where it's like, yeah, be honest about it. But it's like, it sucks. I'm not proud of it, and I feel bad that like I made someone feel bad. Sure. But at the end of the end of the day, unfortunately, it was the right decision. It was the right decision the right just decision. through the wrong set of circumstances to get there. Hundred percent. Rush. Bring us home with the last question. And then also, before you answer your own question, I want you to set up the next episode as well. Yes. After this last question, we'll do the round, and then you're going to set up what we're going to do next time. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) No. Rush is like, maybe not? Maybe Maybe not. Or or do you want to? Um, I'm probably going to think of something. Okay, yeah. You think of something. Um, Well, but give us the last question, then we'll go from there. So, me being the the sci-fi nerd I am. Yes. um, Oh, please be What? I want it to be a movie question. I it's fuck. not a movie. That was question. actually going to be what I wanted the well, next episode. I mean, to be. Really? Yeah. Fuck. What? I love. We'll get there. I'm okay. such a film nerd, dude. Yeah. I mean, same. I do a whole podcast on films. But my question is, if we could try time travel, okay, mm-hmm. where would we go? Yep. And and this is where the nerd part comes in. And if it was a fixed point in time of a historical significance. Would you try to change that history or not? That's a fucking great question. <laughs> I don't have an answer. Okay, can, can, can I say this? Can Is it possible? Can I do one just era I would like to visit and then one? Okay, cool. All right, so it, yeah, go ahead. one time that I would just love to visit and just to be a fly in the wall, I would want to go to ancient... Rome slash Greece. I, I I knew that was coming, dude. That, well, it's got, I got my minor in that. I fucking I love that you shit. Tattooed it on me. I tattooed it on you. Like <laughs> I love Greco Roman yep. anything. It's like my favorite thing. So just to go back there and really see what happened and how they worship their like you know the multiple gods and stuff. Anyways, but more to the really cool part of that question is like a point in history. If I could go back and change or deviate something. That's a hard one. Well, that, it, oh. it's not. Not deviate? Would you, no, no. Would it's you, would you or would you like. It's, oh, would you or would you not. Right. Change. Oh, okay. Um, damn. That's harder because. Because you got to think about the ramifications. The ramifications. Yeah, yeah. Because do. this is actually fucked up because it's like if someone say like, oh, I go back and stop Hitler. It's like, oh, well, maybe that would make a worse person. Hitler fucked a baby. Yeah. I, oh, he totally <laughs> fucked a baby. 100%. But like, you know what I'm saying? It's well, like I, I'll speak to the Hitler. Thing but like, you know what I mean? Everyone says like, oh, I I, I make Hitler happen. I go like, but maybe that would make a worse 
quote unquote Hitler. You know, I mean, something that would have done even worse than what he did. You know what I mean? So it's like maybe there that whole been, uh, like Mussolini would have been exactly Hitler. well, right? It's because you had like a Stalin. You had yep. like you had um, who killed more uh, people, more of his own people than Hitler killed Jews. Exactly. You know what I mean? Or you would have um, um, Mao or any of that type of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people who have done horrific things, um, or Genghis Khan or any type of stuff. But um, I would say this: For there was sure, one I was thing I. I would love to see, and, I, and I'm saying this actually kind of as in a chaotic way, I would go back to the original monarchies mm. and try to see if I could implement more of diplomacy at the very inception right. and see whether that would change. I'm sure there would still have been monarchies and you know totalitarians or maybe able to come out of that a little bit, I'm sure. But if the inception was a Democrat or even a Republic kind of style, right. I would love to see how... How if I did that in like 3000 BC, I've made Republican democracies, not totalitarian monarchies right. and like that, and seen how that ripple effect of history. I know that probably would fuck things up more than anything. Or not. Or not. I don't know. We don't know. But you know what I mean? Like that would have been like the, the, the chain of, um, not command, the chain of uh, civilizational hierarchies. Right. And see how that what what that would have changed. So like the chain of command, how it. Yeah, yeah, the delineation. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, if if I could have gone back and been like, okay, um, China, you're not going to be a dynasty. You're going to be a republic. And um, England, you're not going to be a, a a monarchy. You're going to be a democracy. And I want to see how that would do a ripple right. effect throughout time. Or maybe they would reject it and be like, no, mono theism. Theism. Is, is the way to be. You know, I don't know. Like, I, anyways, yeah. that, that's just, that would be my two things. <laughs> my answer isn't nearly as uh, impactful on a global scale. That's, that's all right. I don't have um, an answer, really. So, mine, oh, okay. mine so you just would, want to just pose to two of us. Uh, mine oh, right. mine uh, would really just straight up be, I think I would want to be roughly, probably like 20. If I could like pick my age of when I'm going back yeah. or going somewhere, yeah, yeah, I think I'd want to be like somewhere between like 22 to like 26, and I'd want to like live in like 92 moving forward for a little bit because of like thinking about good for of, you. Want to get out of my head because that was a thought. <laughs> that's because, tight like, for yeah. me. That's like, actually good. That, that's actually less like selfish of you. You're like yeah. I just want to experience that shit yeah. because I want to experience. Right the, I want to be able yeah. to go see the bands like that. I love now Fuck yeah. and see them like when like think about like being able to see Nine Inch Nails when oh. they were just coming out or thinking about what pretty it was. hate machine sure like, like even spiral. beyond that like oh thinking about like, like sure and like Death Leopard and there's like fucking here's like a weird Shit. thing that my mind yeah my mind was thinking of is thinking and being able to take my brain and the way I see shit and just experience an era that like I remember being as a child mm -hmm. but thinking about like AIDS like something I think oh, about yeah. all the time like in light of us having the pandemic that just happened right. and the misinformation and stuff like that that we've all been all experienced sure sure is I th I have really thought about how similar was this experience to going through the AIDS pandemic of the early 90s? Oh, like, God. Through the misinformation you're given, the fear that people have of it, yes. the segregation right. of people yes. and all this kind of other yes. stuff. absolutely. And just kind of like when I, this is so shallow to say like this, but it's like when I think of the real world, the show. Right. And thinking about like all these different demographics of people because you're just kind of starting, you know, cable TV and shit kind of started 
showcasing different ways of life, different things, kind of giving you more of a, a wider access to information. And so, and I mean, the internet came out in like what, 90, the earliest versions of the internet came out like 92, 93. Oh yeah. yeah. Early nineties. Yeah. Yeah. And I so remember, I remember that. So <laughs> it's a, got mail. Right. Like that. And so it's a thing to me where it'd be really interesting to experience being a young 20 something before you become an adult in the nineties, which then shapes so much of what's coming forward. And being at the cusp of it as a young adult. Can you imagine it, too, with the knowledge that we have now going back to those eras, too? Oh, my God. And like, there's like, nothing oh, I would change. Oh, this like, is I, so I, fun. It's like, oh, you have no idea the impact yeah. this fucking technology is right. going to have in the next 15 We're years, man. Screwed. It's going to like, be fucked, man. It's it's a thing to me. And amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm very <laughs> yes. selfish where I would want to experience a lot of the... the art like music film like stuff as as it would like thinking about a film like philadelphia like i remember watching on hbo when it finally came like a year after it was in theaters tom hanks yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. tom hanks antonio banderas and and, uh denzel washington Washington. and it's a thing where it's like i remember just being like oh this is an interesting movie and i didn't really understand it because i just couldn't right but it's like like me watching the crying game when it came right right or the deer hunter (laughs) (laughs) watching that watching that as like a young kid um, but I think I think about things like that where it's like I had thankfully my parents you know in light of what I said a little bit ago my parents like weren't really didn't really shelter me from a lot of stuff they didn't treat me like a kid they treated me like an adult and they spoke same, to me like an adult same. for the most part yeah, yeah, yeah growing up in a religious home I think that's actually really poignant of our era yeah is that that uh, most I, I don't know many kids from our timeline that it's like oh yeah my mom and dad it's like you know like you had to be this you couldn't say this and like if you like no 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 like all of it was like be home when the sun is coming down you can drink from the hose or call me and let me know or call me or let me know you know what i mean and that the only time ever i think uh god i remember no no i'm sorry go ahead go ahead i just basically I, i think of that era and i think of like when I think of history, like obviously there are different facets of the, of history, the world's history, the U.S. history, that have like such an impact on things. But I think for me, being so into film, into music, into thinking about like turning points of our culture and our society, for sure. I think like ninety two, ninety three to like ninety seven. That's a good. Era. It's it's like a really weird, like four or five year gap that like just so much interesting like. I mean, Atlanta is one of my favorite cities. I still yeah. haven't gone to do this because we just usually go do something else. But like, Stone I want to go to um, Memorial. I said Stone Mountain. No, I want to go. I want to go to Memorial Park or oh, Millennial yeah. Park or whatever, where like the bombing happened in '96 at the Olympics. Yep. Yeah. And like, I've walked by it. Like, I've seen where it happened. And then like, it's fucked up because like one of the last, not this last time, but the time before that that I went was after the the riots happened down there and they had everything blocked off and it was I got a small glimpse for a second I had a thought to myself as I was walking by and I go I wonder if this is what it was like when the bombings happened they had shit boarded off and it's like all oh, this right. other like cause it's it's right there yeah and there's things like that that like when you travel or at least I can say like when Ridge and I travel to some places like it's like I remember going to the Alamo in San Antonio I was like this is it like there's literally a fucking mall like a hundred yards Did you away you the basement no, oh. but like the thing was, is I was like, this is it. I was like, this feels like it, this doesn't feel like a significant thing. Really it underwhelming. Feels like, yeah, yeah. Underwhelming. Like I was like, and I understand the significance of the Alamo. Sure, sure. But sure. like when there's literally a mall. Yeah, 
<laughs> right across the fucking way. You're Not like, even. It's like you walk and then it's like 50 more yards and you're in a mall. And it's right. like, well, this doesn't feel important. No. Like culturally significantly. Right. Dude, I was like that with Mount Rushmore. Haven't been, but so, I, okay, I've heard so the same. I did the, um, the, the convention in South Dakota, right? Oh, yeah. for Sturgis. Yeah, yeah, for Sturgis. And it's like, you know... I remember going to Mount Rushmore, and it's like, I mean, don't get me wrong, man, it's, it's beautifully argued, but you think it's going to be this mountain. Life-changing it's thing. It's not. It's yeah. so small, even from the distance. But then, um, oh, God, what is it? Not, um, there's another piece. It's, it's, it's of a Native American, uh, it's like, I don't know why, but it, it's the wrong, because I keep seeing Kicking Bird in my head, because <laughs> that's from Dances with Wolves, but it's a, it's a Native American, it's a massive mountain, uh, Oh, uh, 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 not Geronimo? Fuck. Doesn't matter. Anyways, there's another mountain that's literally, that's 40 miles away from Mount Rushmore that is so much more beautiful and impressive. I'm going to wait till Rush gets back, but I have one last bonus question mm-hmm. to ask you guys, and then we can, we can, we can wrap up the podcast. You know what? We'll start it right now, and then we can go from there. So, it's, I love this question because it's, it's total film thing. From one book or from one film, who do you identify with the main character the most? I'm literally going to go with what just popped in my head. Go. Peter Parker. Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. What about him? Why? Because I think, and it's funny because a lot of, like, I, I love comics. Oh, yeah. Um, I was always more Marvel-leaning anyway. 100%. Um, but oh, I yeah. loved, like, the DC ones, like, I mean, like Batman. Batman. Yeah, and Batman. Some yeah, of them, yeah, like, they're yeah. so strong that they overshadow, like, a lot of the, the shitty Marvel. Sure, sure. But with Spider-Man, like, the thing, that, especially once you started getting introduced to the multiverses, even in the comics, that it's, like, the idea that it wasn't something that he... It's not like Batman where something horrific happened and it made him want to be this thing. Right. He was kind of just thrust into this shit. And he's still a kid in all accounts, like even in most of the iterations and the You're different verses. right. His powers were most, they were accidental. Yeah. 100% accidental. He just wanted to be with Mary Jane. He was a nerdy little, yep, yep. yeah. Little and scientist. it's like, he has to wrestle. And it's something why I love, like, I mean, when you break down... Spider-Man, Peter Parker, yeah. it really breaks down to just this whole idea of like, I'm still a kid figuring out who the fuck I am because that's my age. Right. But now I have all this responsibility and burden of being a hero to somebody. Right. And how do you wrestle balancing this out? And it's like the perfect metaphor of going through puberty and figuring out 100%. who you are versus who you want to be. That's a great answer, man. And yeah. it's a thing where I think like he's in most iterations and most versions of Peter Parker yeah. that's always been the thing where it's like he does good by so many but it still ends up costing him so many personal relationships and it teaches you you can't be there for fucking everybody Jesus and like, Christ John I can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't do a better version of that <laughs> best fucking answer I've ever heard uh, the, uh, the rush you were gone. Like the, the question is this is my bonus question it's, my la- it's the last question then we're going to wrap up oh. the, the, the podcast is that um, from a uh, a uh, film or a book, who do you identify the most with the main character and why? Yeah, he did Peter Parker, man. I did it right away because I was like, he was like, I'm gonna go with the first thing I made. Oh, Peter Parker, oh, Spider-Man. and then he spent this whole tirade about response. It was a fucking great answer, Jesus. Kurt Wagner. Ooh, why? That's awesome. 
Why? Wait, hold on. Did you say Kurt Vonnegut? No, Kurt Wagner. Oh. Oh. You heard Vonnegut? I too? heard Vonnegut. Okay. Yeah, I thought right. I heard the second one. Oh, sorry. The first one. No, you're good. <laughs> who, who is that? I'm sorry. Wagner is... Uh, Nightcrawler. Uh, huh? Oh, oh, Nightcrawler from Marvel. Okay. Why him? Uh, That's why I recognize that name. <laughs> It's like literally it's just like so, I used to read so many Marvel things. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because, like, I didn't re- really remember growing up a lot about his character, you know, between some comics and then, you know, watching the game? X-Men 97, uh, <clears throat> the, the animated series. Oh, yeah. Um, that is so good. But upon revisiting, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing, like, who he is as a character, who his parents are, um... You know, someone he's abandoned. You know, yeah, he's put into a that. freak show. Right. Uh, I identify with that. He's raised Catholic. He's a he's a struggling Catholic. He's uh, or, you know, for a better word, he's a struggling Christian. Yeah. And he struggles with his faith and he struggles with his sins and this and that. You know, he's raised in a monastery. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, or at least goes into a monastery as he's older. Um, and those are things like I really identify at, with, and which to the point is why I got the portrait that Josh gave me. Yeah, oh yeah, it's ago. beautiful, by the way. And someone asked me like, "Why would you get something like that? That, that per- that's scary that- looking, you know?" I'm like, <laughs> yeah. "Well, you know, he's an X Men. He's, you know, a mutant, yeah. right? Da 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 da. But I identify with his character because." Sure. That is who I am. I struggle with. Uh, you know, you can say I was a freak show growing up to a lot of kids in high school because I right. was the kid who loved hip hop and loved hardcore and punk and metal, right. and they didn't know what to do with me. Um, <laughs> what camp do you belong to? Right. It's like, what do you do? Like, hey, they don't know what to do with their hands. But yeah, so I would, I would say absolutely, like Nightcrawler is someone who Hell yeah. I identify with. Mine, I think it's 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 funny because it's my favorite comfort film uh, I identify with Daniel LaRusso in The Karate Kid the original Karate Kid oh. mm. and uh, Ralph Macchio and it's weird because being an only child you would think it's like I grew up like you know spoiled and all these other things and all these facts like got everything I ever wanted no I grew up with a dad and a stepmother who all had multiple brothers and sisters so everything I had to do I had to work for Right. I was not encouraged. They were very C and D students, so it's like even though I became an A and B student, it was not because of them encouraging me. It was just like you're going to do this because A and B, right? Mm-hmm. And when I watched the Karate Kid, I watched this guy who was placed into an element or uh, an environment where he was kind of alienated. Mm-hmm. His mother made a decision that he didn't want to do. He goes to a yeah, it's like, exactly. We, we get all identified. Yeah, with yeah, it. yeah. Absolutely. And so he goes to a high school where then he finds one girl that he's like, "Wow, she's great." And then all the bullies and the one protagonist is like, "No, that's my girl." And then they fight for it. And then he has this like turmoil back and forth of like, "Do I? Do I not?" And then he meets this wise old man, Mr. Miyagi, who is not just his mentor and his teacher, but a father a figure, figure yep. that helps him navigate. And as much as I loved my dad and, you know, my stepfather's a good person, it's like, but I had, if I'm being hyper honest, I didn't have a father figure other than my papa, my grandfather, but right. he wasn't around as much, that could tell me those, like, okay, <laughs> this is stupid, but I was not. it was when my, it's that scene where uh, he, 
he's done all the chores, he's done all the tasks that Mr. Miyagi has asked him, and he's hurt and he's broken, and he goes, I haven't learned shit, man. I'm being your fucking slave. I gotta go. This is bullshit. He turns around and Mr. Miyagi goes like, he goes, Daniel son, Daniel son. He screams at him. He goes like, he goes what? And he goes like, come here. And he very gently comes. And he goes like, show me sand the floor. And he goes, my fucking arms. He goes, goes, he goes, show. And he screams. It's the first time you see him scream in the yeah. whole movie. And he goes, sand the floor. And he goes, drops. Down. Anyways, they go through this exercise, and they're going back and forth. And he's just doing it. And he goes, show me sand the floor. And then he goes to strike him, and it he blocks it. Right. Because he didn't realize that he was giving him all these Maybe tools. tools. Yep. But still doing it through this, fo- and I just I was like crying when I watched. It. I was like, that is what I always wanted. Someone just to do legitimately, just show me strength and versatility and commitment to work and do all this stuff. But also, you're giving me life lessons I don't know I'm getting. Right. And uh, my papa gave me that. Anyway, so that was the person I could identify with the most because at the end, he realizes that it's like Mr. Miyagi wasn't doing anything other than giving him the tools to navigate life. And that's all that a man, a, a young boy needs. Right. Give him the tools. He'll, he'll use them. It's like, we're, we're just agreeing with it. Anyways, that's, that's my, my favorite okay. okay. So who, what's the next thing we're doing next? I don't know. Why, I, put me on the spot. I have no idea. Oh God. Uh, John, <laughs> do you got anything? I, I don't have anything. So I feel like, uh, if we do, like, because we all love movies. We've talked. I mean, literally, well, I mean, we just I did a movie. I would do a film. Because we, we already talked about We were talking about so, film. Yeah, yeah. I'm in, so I'm in. I feel Let's like we could go one of two ways. We could either do, like, I'm almost feeling like, because you kind of just did it with, with, with the question sorted. But it's like, sure. Um, maybe we do, like, two or three impactful movies to, to you. Yeah. And we kind of explain why. I love it. Um, I love it. I guess if that's, I mean, Rush is kind of deep in thought over here. I don't know if you that's going to be a better one for us because Rush, you, you are in the film industry. <laughs> like you actually, like worked in and produced films. So it's like yeah. for you, it's going to be yeah, that's going to be something. Okay, let's uh, piggyback off that. Either we do three most impactful films to our lives, but or man, how do we do this though? Because like here's the thing: if someone says a film, none of one or maybe both of us haven't seen, I don't want it to be like a a dead air. Um, I just, uh, what, what, what if you... Okay, so my, my thing was impactful. Just pick three of your favorite films and then just kind of maybe go from there. Maybe just yeah. go from there and yeah, see what it'll be like an open it. discussion okay. and yeah, see yeah, where it goes from there. Yeah. That sounds okay. awesome. So yeah. three. Okay. I mean, I already... I think, in my I, think I already got my three. Yeah. I'm not going to do The Karate Kid, though, because I've already <laughs> talked about it. So I'll, I'll, I'll pick three other ones. Um, so in light of, of Let's do a cheers. Uh, this is the longest episode we've done. It's two this and a half is, hours. I want to thank, I want to thank uh, both of you for, Chris, what a, uh, first of all, Chris, what a great thing yeah. you, you did thank you, uh, for thank this you. episode. I think uh, for, for us here in the room currently, I yeah. think it also taught us more about the other two that 100%. maybe we didn't know, yeah. but I think also uh, strengthens and solidifies why we're friends and, and kind of showcases the actual like breadth of our relationship. And this is why I think this right here, podcast or not, I mean, like we've had discussions like this without these microphones. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah, love that, that we can do that. That's why I'm happy that we do these and things. Cause it's, I think the other thing is, is, Knowing because I've had people, especially with the two conversations you and I have had yeah. on my other show, yeah. um, where people reach out and they're like, "I love hearing you and Chris talk because like 
it's like real. It's like how my friends and I talk yeah. and all this kind of stuff. For sure. That I hope that those potentially between the three cross sections of people potentially who we will bring to this show yes. will he- hopefully listen to this one. They might see the runtime and be like, oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> well, I'm sure there'll be some times where like, oh, what the fuck? But that's, that's, that's also... Quickly, don't worry. <laughs> that's, that's why I also really enjoy the idea. Like, it's already... Why, yeah, why, why I want to why I wanna just this drop this all at once yeah. because then people can listen to it in their in their own time and right. like they can right. listen to it in succession when it works for them. Right, right. But I think the thing that's that's good about this episode is I feel like we were all very raw, honest, and vulnerable and that hopefully someone when they're hearing this, whenever it is, because that's the beauty that I have learned about podcasts. I listened to a couple today that really yeah. got me thinking and really resonated with me. They were four years old. Yeah. That it's like music where it'll find you when you need it to. And to me, I feel like Say that we, again. we just for me, Fucking. I feel like there's a little bit of human alchemy that just happened today in this music two and a half will hour. Find you when you when, when, when information will find you when it when you when information it will find you when it that is to. I, that's the beautiful, most beautiful sentiment I've ever heard in my life. And information. And yeah. I feel like this will be mm. something that Love if it. if if no one listens like if hardly anyone listens to it. Sure. It's fine. But That's I fine. feel like this will be something where someone someone will hear this. What is that called? Uh, a time capsule, sure. if it will. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is something that we can just, like, but solidify in the world. But I feel like someone will hear this, world. and my hope, and I, I know it to be true, because I, it's happened to me so many times doing my other show. Yeah. Someone will hear this, and they will comment, send us a, a message, DM, whatever the fuck, in yeah. due time, and be like, that episode really helped me with whatever. Hell yeah. And to me, like that is the brilliance, and that's why I love this medium. That's the best we can hope. Yeah. Is that you can take three individuals, three three individual experiences and lifelines and friendships and whatever, and if if anything we say in any of these episodes ever reaches anybody, and makes you feel better. We've we've done more than we could possibly I do. God bless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, love you guys. To episode three. Cheers. Cheers. Love you. <sighs>